102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. Uh, not the prettiest day in the world. In fact, there's a chance of uh, light snow this morning. Probably accumulations of no more than an inch, but a high of 36 tonight. Cloudy. Periods of light rain, low about 33. And for tomorrow, rain and snow showers early. Then becoming partly cloudy and a high of 43. 19 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us today. Man, there's a load of sports to talk to uh, Cohen about. Also, uh, believe it or not, Dr. Sadie Allison, America's pleasure coach, will be on the phone this after 8 o'clock this morning. It's Valentine's week, so you might want to buy your implements of, uh, of pleasure this week using her website. I'll tell you more about that later on. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How many inches did Chicopee get? How about Enfield? We on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of uh, rain and snow showers today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, more rain with a high of 44. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, what do you say we bound mm. right into some Hollywood yeah. trash for Steve and Nickel and Rock 102? Uh, well, things are going great for Joe Rogan. Still has a job, though. Uh, he does. He's now apologizing for a montage that's making the rounds, featuring a bunch of times that he's used the N-word. And also, a research firm claims 19% of Spotify subscribers are canceling their service. I would think that that's because Spotify is creeping up in its price. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I've reconsidered it. But um, You know, I mean, he's bit... It's not like... Anybody didn't know he was this way, and it's and Spotify wound up scrubbing like, I think it was like a thousand episodes of the, his podcast. Yeah, anything that may have been uh, yeah. controversial or right. misleading, which they've is gotten rid of. Which is everything that he says, everything that he does. Most of his podcasts are, aren't they? Like, kind of, you know, well, discussions they, uh, whether they be. Yeah, I mean, there's usually a guest in every episode. And, uh, you know, they talk yeah. about whatever. Sometimes they're controversial, and sometimes Joe Rogan has no idea what the hell he's talking about. But that's why he has a guest to I, give the illusion that there's somebody over there that knows what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, the funny, I was watching this video yesterday of Alex Jones, of all people. Right. Like, uh, I, I don't know when this was. This must have been a while back. But he was talking about Joe Rogan using the N-word and then, you know, pointing out the fact that uh, Joe Rogan was the one that said we should cancel all these people who, you know, dress in blackface and, and, <laughs> and do all these things. And it was it was almost like Alex Jones actually kind of had a point for once. But I don't know about that. See the only the only uh, the only N word that should be associated with uh, with Joe Rogan these days is negotiating. Yeah, a one hundred million dollar contract with Spotify. Yeah, to me that's the most outrageous thing there is, because if you have vetted this guy yeah. at all, you wouldn't have given him a one hundred million dollar contract. You wouldn't have given any podcaster a one hundred million dollar contract. Well, but now that you have, these are the kinds of ramifications and backlash you should have been expecting you know and then joe rogan for all for all the things that he accused carlos Men mencia of stealing jokes he was stealing from the kkk the whole time yeah but they they <laughs> rarely get good gigs or play the good rooms the uh latest super bowl commercial teasers include lindsey lohan saying planet fitness helped her with her dui past megan the stallion 
has a Flamin' Hottie song for Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and Matthew McConaughey is an astronaut for Earth, not space. All the things that you want to see before they actually air on the, the television Man, on really, Super Bowl Sunday. They're really selling it, aren't they? Well, they're really, they're really making you interested in watching them, aren't they? Somebody decided years ago that this was a good idea to release the, you know, re- let's say, hey, you know what? Let's put these commercials out ahead of time because they're probably reaching that population that doesn't even care about anything the Super Bowl has to offer. Right. You know, well, there, another- there's still a very small percentage of people out there that they're tapping into that, too, because you say, hey, we're just giving you the ads. You don't even have to sit through the game and watch these. Which is stupid, because that's what kind of made them special. It, yes, it, it does make them special, but I think w- with the the way technology is now, you know, people people are glued to their, their phones, and that's what, the, that's what they're doing. They're, right. they're reaching that group of people. I don't know. Uh, to me, some of the best commercials ever on the Super Bowl were the ones that didn't include a major celebrity. Uh, I don't know about that. What about... Um, Ferris Bueller when he uh, Ma- uh, what's his name uh, uh, Matthew Broderick Matthew Broderick when he re- when he like redid the whole Ferris Bueller thing a few years ago sure it's great but yeah. those aren't what, what I'm on, those aren't among my favorites oh I give me that. give me a talking M M&M and M or a or a or a Doritos commercial with no celebrities you got me hooked uh, all right well we we will agree to disagree on that one. all right. Uh, Eddie Vedder dissed Motley Crue in a recent interview, so Nikki Six shared his thoughts. He said Pearl Jam is one of the most boring bands in the world and that Eddie sings like he has marbles in his mouth. <laughs> you know what I watched, uh, I started watching over the weekend was uh, Pam and Tommy. Oh, yeah. Um, excellent. It's it's Awesome. You really liked it? I really liked it, and I really like it that they don't release the entire season at once. So now you have something to look forward to. Like I they're, was, they're releasing an episode every week. I was told that there's a, a scene, or maybe even a multiple of scenes, where Tommy is talking to his penis. Well, there it, it's very graphic, and, and that was one of the things that surprised me about... I know it's a pay service, and I know that you know you're paying for... Content, you know, the content that you wouldn't normally find on broadcast television or even TBS, right? For that matter. Um, but it was a very, a little too graphic, I thought. Really, it was more of it was very pornographic. I mean, the, I mean, the show is about the sex tape. You know, the the sex tape that they made when they got married, and right. you know, see, all this other stuff. The only thing anyone really wants to see, anyway. Well, well, there's lots of people who wanted to see who wanted to see that, but I'm just saying that that's what that was all about you know you know it's funny to hear Nikki Six talk about like you know Eddie Vedder singing like he's got marbles in his mouth mm-hmm. Vince Neil sings like he's got sandwiches in his mouth uh really and looks like he has but I don't know how true this story is but uh Tommy Lee was a real jerk well I also don't believe he had full formal conversations with his anatomy either yeah so or that I was talking back to him it's uh, have you have you seen any of the show or not? Not yet, no. But you know, it's a, it's a it's about the guy that Seth Rogen is the contractor in the in the house of Tommy Lee, and Tommy's like, he he's trying to tell him he wants he wants a different design every time he walks in the room, and they and they're running out of money. Well, Tommy Lee like you know leaves these guys high and dry, and then they decide, hey, let's steal stuff from his house. 
That's how they get. That's the how they got the sex tape. The hold of the sex tape. It's actually a really interesting. That tape. is interesting. And Dice Clay is in it. Oh, your buddy. Yeah, my buddy. Your pals. Which, uh, which I, who I can't stand, but nonetheless, he plays a loan shark, which perfect for a guy like him. Imagine that. Yeah. Untrustworthy. Well, I'm yeah. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, it's uh, Pam and Tommy now on Hulu, and you can watch Tommy Lee talk to his penis. <laughs> It's very graphic. I did. I did, I wasn't really. I wasn't really expecting that. I'm. I, I'm kind of amazed yeah. by how many penises are being shown on television right now. It's, it's. It's actually kind of like, hey, I'm. I'm almost up to here with them. Well, hey, it's maybe it's finally our time now. Maybe we can start walking around naked. You know, <laughs> I will not be objectified, Steve. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. At Dunkin', they want to help you share the love, and their Valentine's Day treats are the perfect way to tell the people closest to you how you feel. So pick up a Coco Mocha cig- to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I once owned a vintage 1975 Butch Hobson Red Sox rookie baseball card, which, if in mid-condition, could have yielded tens of dollars on the open market. Oh, it could have been valuable, all right. Sadly, its value significantly decreased due to a number of issues, including poor storage, water damage, peeling, bending, wrinkling, and damage caused by rats. Nevertheless, had it been in perfect shape, perhaps I would have placed it on the auction block, but that seemed at the time to be somewhat foolhardy. Well, apparently there's a growing market for damaged goods in the baseball card community. What might have been seen as worthless junk is now being sold at top dollar. For example, last August, a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, the most valuable baseball card in the world, sold for a record $6.6 million at auction. It was the highest amount ever paid for what is considered to be the holy grail of baseball card collecting. This weekend, however, another T206 Honus Wagner car was sold for just $475,000. Why so cheap? Well, perhaps it might have had something to do with the fact that this particular T206 Honus Wagner card was ripped in half by a previous owner, or his dog, or his children, or by his angry wife who couldn't believe he spent that much on a baseball card. Nevertheless, what would normally be seen as worthless junk is now worth more than twice my, the value of my home. Folks, had I known that some of my junky baseball cards in terrible condition would have been worth a few bucks, I'd probably have enough money to buy a new sectional or a down payment on a new car. Instead, I had an entire box of 1978 baseball cards whose only flaw were the magic mark of mustaches I had drawn over half the National League and the entire New York Yankees starting lineup. Now who looks like the stupid idiot? It ain't Steve Garvey and Lou Pinella with their fake mustaches. It's the idiotic 12-year-old who put those mustaches there. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There's only one reason you don't have enough ice melt or don't have a decent snow shovel or ice scraper. You haven't been to Rocky's yet. Why make the next storm that much more difficult? Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 610. 
and Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow showers today and a high of 37. Tomorrow, more rain with a high of 44. It's 20 in downtown Springfield. That's what we don't need is more rain. Uh, I had a little flooding. I have a little flooding issue going on. In uh, in your house? In my barn. Oh, man. Really? And, uh, yeah, you know, and you know what it is? It's because the water, there's nowhere for it to go anymore. Because of all the ice dams around the property now. Because I kind of like, it's like a little bowl in my backyard. So we get a lot of rain. Sure. The rain collects like in the bowl and then, you know, shoves itself down the front yard to the house. So, you you know, you don't have the... Have you thought of uh, converting it into a skating rink? Yeah, uh, no, that's not going to happen. I know some dudes that uh, I, that that uh, that do that every year. They put the skating rink in their backyard. Yeah, I was uh, I was told I should do that, but I don't think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. It's, well, it's I mean, if you've got a, if you've got a piece of property that's always yeah. flooding and freezing this time of year, yeah, and let's assume that you probably do. You take all those lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah, and uh, a skating rink for the kids, even yourself. Well, you like uh, you like skating, don't you? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, I can't even roller skate. You like uh, you like the game of hockey, right? No, well, I like watching hockey. I don't uh, actually like participating in hockey because I can't skate. What about curling? You don't even put skates on it. Curling, curling uh, again. Uh, yeah, but you have to stand on the ice, don't you? Yeah, but there's special shoes with like a uh, certain grips. I could maybe do the special shoes thing. I know. But... I know dudes that that go curling every year. On uh, on like uh, on like small little lakes up in Minnesota. Oh yeah, it's like an old pastime up there. Well, what they do is they uh, they they get the curling stones, they get their brooms, right? Mm-hmm. Then they uh, then they uh, they clear off the ice, yeah. and then what they do is this is the best part is they drink themselves into oblivion while oh, they yeah. try not to freeze their asses uh, off in the you, lakes of Minnesota. Give me a bong or two, I could uh, I could do that. You could have a great time. Yeah, I could uh, rip it up and. Be curling all day long. You know, the thing that you don't really, uh, you, 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 there's no way for you to know this. Yeah. You don't know if your kids have got any kind of international potential in the Olympic sport of curling. Yeah. How cool would it be if suddenly, suddenly they discover that in their barn, they've got themselves a, a, a curling, uh, a, I don't even know what you call it, a pitch, a curling, uh, a curling rink, whatever it is, whatever they call that in curling. Listen, man. How? Think about think about the 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 experience your yeah. kids can I'm, have. I'm thinking about that. I'm also thinking about uh, the lead up to the Olympics. Uh, is this much of a requirement as let's say sitting in a in a in a gym all day long, waiting for a gymnast, waiting for your kid to do a five minute gymnastics performance after watching hours and hours and hours of other kids do gymnastics Listen, performance I, I, I can't tell you what kind of opportunities there yeah. are for competitive curling for young girls Is but this... i have to believe that given a situation where they could compete at an international level yeah. you're not only looking at glory and honor for your children but potential college scholarships as a result of it is this also like a like a dance recital that lasts about three hours with an intermission of the potluck where everybody brings a dish to share and not uh, you know that lady who brings the ambrosia. Uh, yeah, no, no don't one's, no, no one's going to eat that. But you know, uh, <laughs> but you think about you know what this could uh, potentially mean. You, you get them, you get them on the ice early. You get them there with the stones and the brooms, yeah. and all of a sudden your kids blossom into into some of the finest female curlers yeah. in history. You don't know. 
You I, could be sitting on something really exciting. I'm all about letting my children uh, do whatever they'd like to do, you know, to, uh, you know, fulfill their dreams. Or, right. Or whatever. You know, I support them 100%. As long as it doesn't require much of my participation in it. Like, I, I, I'll support you. I'll be your cheerleader. I'll, I'll sure. sit on the sidelines. But how long do I have to sit there on the sidelines? Well, can uh, I uh, go get some stuff done while you're uh, while I'm waiting for the the big event to happen? I know that when my uh, when my daughters were involved in swimming, mm-hmm. you know, competitive swimming. Yeah, I mean, you could bank on a Saturday afternoon, uh, at least a good four or five hours in a day, sitting by the pool waiting for your kid to be in race number two and race number eighty-seven, yeah. and nothing in between. But you know, those are the kinds of sacrifices you make, Steve, when you really love your children. Well, I love my children. I just uh, do you it, love them enough to wait around for five hours for them no, to be finished? No, I I steer them into things that would take them less time to do. I have a niece that uh, just and I mean just gave up fencing, competitive fencing. Oh, I always wanted to do that. Well, there's girls fencing out there, uh-huh. and uh, she got quite good at it. She was a uh, a terrific fencer. Just didn't feel. Like she was ready to make that next step to Olympic fencing. But they've got it. They've got Olympic fencing. Think of the, again, think of the scholarship opportunities. I mean, there's got to be a fencing scholarship out there somewhere in there the world. Is, there is. There yeah, is. Yeah, of course. And your girls could uh, could nab to, two to of them. To be a fencing? What the heck? Why you know, not? With all the fighting they do all along among themselves, I'm sure they would be very good at uh, some sort of sword fight. You know, add a weapon to that whole uh, argument. Right. Man, you got uh, well, two sword fighting little kids there. Well, with fencing, it's not really a sport <coughs> of violence. It's really a sport of uh, of skill and, and psychological strength. My, my kids would find some way to make it violent. Well, that would be, uh, maybe that would be uh, their leg up in international competition. Maybe this violent stretch that you're... You know, hammering into your children uh, might uh, bode well for them. Give them a competitive drive. That's why I'm saying it's like don't miss these opportunities to really yeah. give your kids something that they might actually enjoy. Listen, if they don't enjoy it and they want to move on, then fine. You don't uh, you don't uh, you sell the, the curling stones and the yeah. and the uh, and the and the brooms and you give it to somebody else who really cares. Yeah, you know this 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 whole ice rink thing would have to be all leveled. I mean, this is not uh, this is not an ideal ice rink. It's not like uh, you know you don't see the uh, the the Thunderbirds uh, tripping over speed bumps in the middle of the ice. And when they do, they send that big Zamboni thing out to smooth it out. Right. Yeah, that's not that's not happening in my backyard. Yeah, but I know a guy that would that made his own Zamboni, called yeah. it a home bony, and basically yeah. it was like a piece of uh, PVC piping. And he just you know you get like a bunch of hot water, yeah, and uh, and and smooth out the ice that way. Wow, oh, I got had it had it leveled, had his backyard graded perfectly, just so every year he put up uh, he put up the ring for the kids. Again, uh, people who know how to do things like this, like I would need somebody to build that for me. Yeah, in order for me to utilize that, I can't. I don't think I could do that all by myself. Yeah, but you have friends that know how to do stuff. Yes, but my fr- I would rather use my friends for things that I know, like that are really important to fix, versus, uh, hey, could you help me build a, a curling rink out right. in the backyard? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Listen, if you got a, a piece of property, your barn outdoors, you know, whatever it might be, that ain't working for you, you know, and you got to maybe grade it out to just to protect your property. 
you know, why not make the most of it? That's all I'm saying. And then, you, you mean, what I'm saying is you're creating something that maybe your kids will really get into. You know, it didn't even really get cold enough yet because uh, I went to go walk on it and I my foot fell right through. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's really not uh, ideal. But it's uh, 19 degrees right now. But it's uh, really started this conversation talking about the ice dams and how all that water is kind of backing up. And now we're going to get more rain on top of it. Yeah, I know. That's the, the crappy part about it. But, you know, Steve, uh, you know, we live in New England. You know, you you expect crappy weather. Yeah. You know, in uh, in February, February is always a crap month. You said it yourself. February is a crap month. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to help uh, best well, way I can. I don't know if you're doing a very good job. I think I make excellent excellent suggestions from time to time. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna see uh, like snow and mix of snow and rain for the next couple of days. I uh, I have a a problem with my pellet stove, which as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps at least one third of my home uh, toasty warm. Used to anyway. Used to. I need to get uh, that thing serviced because it ain't uh, it ain't working properly. Like, oh, like I can't get it to start. You and know, stay started. I had uh, when I sold my old house. Yeah, I had a pellet stove in there. I had a pellet stove. Uh, my late wife had it installed before I even moved in there. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we had this guy coming over for the longest time servicing the pellet stove. You'd give him, I don't know, like 120 bucks, and he'd come over and he'd he'd sweep out the he'd sweep out the chimney, if you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, right. And he'd uh, he'd do all the things, and uh, it was once a year he'd come out and never had seemingly had a problem with him. And then uh, I wound up using somebody else eventually, a friend of mine who knew what he was doing. And I said, dude, I'd rather give you the money since you live right down the street. You can just come over and do this. Right. And we'll take care of that. So I hadn't seen that other guy in a while. Well, I go to sell my house, and then we have to go through all these, like, you know, safety things. The inspections and, and stuff? Inspections and stuff. Now, the pellet stove was not, like, a fixture of the house. So it really obviously didn't have to be there. You know, it wasn't required to be part of the home. Sure. But it was there. And nonetheless, it still had to go through a fire inspection and everything. So then, uh, but they had to hire some, like, independent guy because it needed to be legal in order for a guy to, you know. I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So they hire this guy to come over. And and he he doesn't even fire it up and says, "Uh, I can't test this. Uh, The stovepipe is too close to the... This is a fire hazard. And he's like pointing to the ceiling. I, oh, but I, I didn't see any of this. I'm just hearing reports of this. Right. right. And then, uh, you know, we go through this whole thing and I have to, um, I, I said, no, there's, I actually have permits that the thing was cleared. There's permits down at the town hall that I paid for. Right. For the guy to come out, take a picture of the, of the thing. And, and, you know, that's how we knew it was legal. Uh, and then I find out the name of the guy that, that did this. It was the same guy coming over my house you got for a, all those other years. He did a, a spite inspection. Yeah, but I'm like, wait a second. So now that all of a sudden you're working for somebody else, your business practices change? Like, I didn't really understand what he was really going well, for Well, Steve, I mean, you screwed and, and, him out of business that he was expecting. No, but I'm thinking, well, if the this thing this hasn't changed since even you were coming to service this, so why wasn't it a fire hazard when you were yeah, working on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. You got to watch people, man. Nah, I know. People I know. Screw you left and right. Yeah, but that's something I got to get done because it's uh, it's well, getting a little, little chilly in that room. Well, don't call that guy. I won't. Yeah. 
but you're going to give me the name of that guy, and I'll know not to call him, right? I'll give you the name of the guy just because he's probably the only guy that could fix us. <laughs> oh, terrific. Yeah. Oh, good. There's not there's a lot of people that sell those things. There's not a lot of people that fix them. It's uh, 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, just about 625 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, rain showers with a high of 44. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us uh, later on this morning to talk about sports. But after 8 o'clock, it is uh, uh, Valentine's week, right? It is Valentine's week. All right. So well, Valentine's Day is next Monday, so. Yeah, but yeah, but everyone kind of you know, gets all uh, geared up for it. So uh, uh, this week, yeah, this is a good week to buy all your implements of pleasure. And we'll be talking to Dr. Sadie Allison, America's pleasure coach, after 8 o'clock today. Sounds like a plan to me. Yes, it is. Would you like to laugh? I would. Then let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. What's E.T. short for? What is E.T. short for? Because he's got little legs. Ah! <laughs> Yeah. Why is he so short? Because he's got tiny little legs. That's right. Ah, booyah! 6.28. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A Springfield teenager has been identified as the victim of a homicide in Danby, Vermont, Wednesday night. According to Vermont State Police, 17-year-old Isaiah Rodriguez of Springfield was found dead Thursday morning with uh, gunshot wounds to the chest. The death, of, death has been ruled a homicide, but police have no, made no arrests so far in the incident. Uh, state police believe the incident occurred between 10.30 and 11.30 p.m. Wednesday. Anyone who uh, that was traveling on Danby Mountain Road during those hours are encouraged to speak with the Vermont State Police. Uh, drivers told the, uh, the TV station up there. Uh, in Vermont, they were uh, diverted away from the area during uh, that incident on Thursday. One local resident who frequently drives in that area says he is shocked about the situation. What, 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 what are you doing? You're interviewing some guy waiting in traffic? Well, what do you think about all this? Well, I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, there's probably nobody else around there. <clears throat> do you have any other information? No, but I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm just sitting in here in my car, minding my business. Shocked. Yeah, this is uh, this is their. Uh, when I was saying TV station, it says drivers told our next star <clears throat> sister TV station. So it's their other TV station that is affiliated with Twenty Two, right? Uh, and they also have a What We Saw crew too. We saw cars, Harry. It's crazy. Well, it's Vermont. I'm too, not as right? loud up here because it's a little bit more relaxed in Vermont. It's, crazy. it's a very, it's a very good possibility that may be the one and only television station in Vermont. It probably is. Not a whole hell of a lot going on up there. No. That's why I like it. Well, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice when you want to be by yourself, but if you're looking for a, like a night on the town, you ain't getting it up in Danby, Vermont. No, not when everything shuts down at 830 at night. The uh, city of Springfield has lost one of its most distinguished citizens. Former state representative and federal housing official Raymond Jordan passed away this weekend at the age of 78. Jordan's service to his community didn't end with his retirement from public service. He continued his contributions to his city at the senior center that bears his name in Springfield. 
Jordan was elected to the Mass State Legislature in 1975, representing the residents of the 12th Hamden District. He went on to work for former President Bill Clinton to become the New England Special Project Officer for the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Uh, did you ever have him on the show? I'm trying to re- I think we have. I don't. I, yeah. It was probably a long time ago. I mean, you know, 2012 was the last time he was in the uh, the legislature. So yeah, it's possible we've had him on once or twice. A long, long time ago. I know he's a very respected guy. I, yeah. I can't say I've had a, a whole lot of uh, interaction with him, but uh, very well respected. Uh, a woman who pushed her husband between a toilet seat and a wall, then slit his wrist with a straight razor in an attempted murder, was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Westchester County District Attorney Miriam Roach said on Thursday, 30-year-old Olivia Ramo had married her husband to attain U.S. citizenship. She attacked her 74-year-old husband in his new Rochelle home on January 24th of 2020. If you can't trust a mail-order bride, whom can you trust? You know, every time I watch 90 Day Fiance, I always wonder if this is a possibility. Like, this is, you know, this think, is the one that's going to go. Yeah. Like, you know, like these, uh, some of these relationships are built on real flimsy information. The next thing you know, boom, they can't stand each other. The uh, victim's health aide who arrived during the assault was refused entry by Ramo, so she called police. When officers got to the home, they could hear the victim screaming from the bathroom. The victim later underwent two surgeries to reattach the tendons in his arm. Oh, but geez. he still lost all function of his hand. Man. That's that's some pretty deep cuts. That's real deep. Well, you know, the first cut is the deepest. I've that's heard what, that. Uh, yeah. I've heard Rod that. Rod Stewart said that once. That's correct. Yeah. The uh, pair had married in 2017 when they later met with an attorney to prepare for Ramo's interview with U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. They were told they'd have a hard time passing their marriage interview. The attack happened after the meeting with the attorney. She's feisty, that one. She is. And, you know, again, uh, I know you want to do somebody a favor and you know, give them the citizenship they so desire. But, man, you got to make sure that's a good relationship. you uh, got to work on the relationship. You do. It, it's really about communication. And a certain amount of and, respect, and too. you got yeah, to respect the give, person you're with. Give and take. That's it, Steve. Uh, Face coverings have become a staple of pandemic-era life throughout the world, and we may not be able to stop wearing them indoors anytime soon. CDC officials say that we are not close to the finish line when it comes to getting rid of masks. Last year, the CDC recommended indoor masks in cities and towns recording more than 50 cases of COVID per 100,000 people per day. Today, 99% of the uh, U.S. counties are above that threshold including all counties in the Northeast. Because of that and the risk of future variant perpetuating the pandemic worldwide, CDC officials will not predict when we can stop wearing the mask, saying COVID-19 will be with us for the long term. You know, we were at the uh, the Blues, <coughs> Brews, and Barbecue event at uh, the Delaney House on yeah. Saturday. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 the rule is you were supposed to wear a mask uh, while you were milling around the mm-hmm. building, once you're sitting down, you know you're having dinner, you're you're drinking the uh, the, right. the bourbon, you can take your mask off. Um, I went around the room a couple of times, uh, and and made sure that when I made the announcement to introduce the band, Neil and the Vipers, yeah, uh, to remind everybody that if they're going to move around the building, they must wear their mask, not because of COVID, but right. having seen what many of those people looked like yeah. without them, yeah, it's very very disturbing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Much better idea to be wearing Plus them. the the breath. You know, that, that's the nice thing about the mask is that, uh, let's just say for a wedding DJ, right? Yes. The, uh, the like, the, the boozy breath in the mouth. Oh, I know. Hey, hey, 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a horrific yeah. stench. I understand that one. Well, especially if they've eaten something like uh, else that has some sort of uh, pungent is it pungent pungent pungent, pungent smell. Yeah, let, let's assume that they yeah. ordered the uh, uh, at the wedding. They ordered the salmon with the raw mm-hmm. onions on top. Yeah. You know, so just a, just an idea. And you know that with between the booze yeah. and the salmon. And they're drinking Jägermeister. Yeah, something yeah. that doesn't smell good yeah, to begin right. with. And let's say they're going outside and having a celebratory cigar. Mm-hmm. Outside, and mm-hmm. then they're breathing all over you yeah. Yeah. to get a request on so you can play like your, your butterfly kisses for the bride. Yeah, you're talking about something that smells just gut awful. Let me tell you something. Uh, from all the weddings I've done, most of the people uh, that know what they're doing Mm-hmm. Go hide out in the bar. Yes, during all the important things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're experiencing this. I'm experiencing uh, this a lot. You talk about uh, you know the people's uh, breath. Yeah, with a mask, I'm noticing that my breath is awful. Well, I was not aware, but I was running in a, such a. such a stink fest in my face. I uh, I could have told you that years ago. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't. And uh, now I'm discovering some new things about myself because you know, normally without the mask, I'm breathing out. Well, now here you... I'm. You know, it's it's stuck behind a barrier. Now you know. Horrifying. Now you, yeah, but Man, I, I gotta see a but, specialist. But you can take steps to. What, don't you? You you got always got mints on you. You're a mint guy. I'm a listen. I I brush my teeth. I floss. I take. Uh, you know, I scope myself out all the time. This should be nice and fresh. Minty breath every everywhere I go, but yet you know all of a sudden I'm wearing a mask and I'm like, oof, yeah, you know I what like, is that? I have like a like a Rolodex in my head. Uh, no matter where I am, uh, if I'm around people I know, yeah, like which one of them has an inventory of something? Sure. So like I know like uh, certain friends of mine will have gum. I know I know which one to ask. Okay. And then the uh, same thing, mints. I go to you. I'm like, if you're around, hey, Bax, give me one of them mints. I know you got one. Actually, right now I don't. You don't? How could you not? How could you not come prepared? Well, you're not. You're in the room by yourself. So yeah, this. Is the, I don't. I don't need to impress anybody. But if I were you know near people, you're damn tootin'. I'd be having the mints all in every pocket. Absolutely. An unattended wood stove caused a fire inside of a garage on Boston Road last night, according to uh, Fire Captain Drew Pimonti. Firefighters were called to the area of 712 Boston Road shortly after 11 p.m., and the fire was put out shortly after midnight. No injuries were reported, and that's it. That's it. Hmm. Okay. Well, we don't, we don't have any other information. Well, you don't need any more information. You just report the story, and that's it. Well, is it just that easy? Apparently it is. Well, ooh, how much damage? You know, where's, and Dennis Ledger used to give us, like, estimates of how much this stuff was going to cost. Yeah, but Dennis doesn't do that anymore. Um, he's, re- he's retired, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think he's estimating anything in his spare time now. Why should he? No, but I mean, you think somebody else would step in and go, uh, oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be like 10 grand worth of work right there. That's a skill set, though. That's not something that uh, anyone can just uh, right. can just do. You just can't say, I, I think that's maybe like you know $10,000 of damage. You, your assessment may be way off. That's what I'm saying. You need somebody who knows what they're talking about, especially with inflation. You know the prices. It's true. I'm not sure the police department... Yeah, you know, with uh, their staffing issues, necessarily has somebody who can just step into that role. 
Uh, Westfield plans to add another drive-through to East Main Street. Uh, uh, that's facing scrutiny last week from planning board members concerned about another kind of driving through. You know, um, Westfield is like becoming like Memorial Drive now, right? Like that East Main Street area mm-hmm. where, on Route Twenty, the shops. Yeah, like there's there's all these stores like popping up now. They got a brand new KFC there, and I think that, uh, there's something else with it too. It's a KFC and something. Oh really? I think it's a dual restaurant. Oh no, kidding! I think I don't. I don't I know what that would be about that. But they're they're popping up all these little little stores over there. What they're talking about here is they um they don't necessarily they want to put a Popeyes there. Ooh man, I know that's tough, man. Uh, Popeyes restaurant would sit would would sit just west of the People's Bank. It would be directly in front of Staples in the Plaza, uh, property managed by New York-based Bricksmore. You know, the problem is that that whole plaza is all connected. It's connected from, you know, uh, whatever that street is that uh, Planet Fitness is on. It's like Industrial Drive or something like that. Okay. And then that's from, like, the Salvation Army all the way down to the end, at the end of the plaza where the Dunkin' Donuts is. That's They're all interconnected. They're not owned by the same person, each property. Right. But it's all kind of intertwined. It's frankly a mess. It kind of needs to be redone, and I think this is what this is all about. I haven't been over there in quite a while, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But I do know that if I were still living in Westfield, and there was a Popeye's within just a few short miles, like where I was living at the time, I could theoretically have walked to the Westfield shops. I mean, I I would never do that, but I could theoretically do it. Uh, I'd be over there all the time. In fact, you'd never get me out of there. Um, yeah. To be in the Popeyes, I have. I I don't know what's going come over me. I've uh, you know since the uh, the conversation we had a couple weeks ago, or well, even last week about Chester's, and we still haven't tried that. Still yet. haven't tried it. I got a text from a friend of uh, of mine who said, "Hey, Chester's is the bomb. Make sure you get them delicious potato wedges too." And I'm thinking. You know what? You had uh, me at potato wedges. I, something's got something's got to give. I, I I got a I got a serious Jones for for fried chicken, and that itch has got to be scratched. The only way I'm going to get past this is to actually get some fried chicken. Now they're complaining about uh, the Popeyes drive-through. Well, that it's not going to be feasible for this parking lot because of all these. It's it's just the layout of the whole place. It's just it's kind of like intertwined, and it's just gonna it's gonna make more of a mess. I think is what they're worried about. You know, uh, a good franchisee is gonna figure out the proper flow of traffic, kind of like uh, they did with the Chick Fil A in both uh, Enfield and Chickabee. Yes, that uh, that is a very busy stretch of road in both locations, and I don't see the Chick Fil A causing real uh, you know disruption to the flow of traffic. We need like a Jack in the Box or. Something like mm, that. Yeah, I don't know. I've had, it's been a lot. I've had a Jack in the Box back in the seventies. I don't even know if that's still open. Uh, I don't know. There was a there was a sto- it was a place in Tennessee that I was at that they had them all up and down the uh, the highway, very much like a White Castle, but it wasn't White Castle, but it was the same concept. They're square little hamburgers, the, the little slider things, right? Like yeah, six, you get just six pack of them for the meal, you know that kind of thing. Well, you got to figure out the the name of yeah, that place. Yeah, it was actually pretty good, and it was it was kind of better than White Castle. What? I'll tell you, the, I know better than White Castle. Better than White Castle, if that's even possible. It's hard to imagine. 
Uh, Chris Dempsey, a transportation advocate running for state auditor, has unveiled a sweeping proposal designed to restore public faith in the Massachusetts State Police after the agency's reputation was mired by the widespread overtime scandal as well as the destruction of public records and improper use of criminal offender database. Yes, we have to get we have to get beyond this uh, stain to our reputation, you know, the one that we built ourselves. Yeah, Dempsey outlined a uh, outlining a targeted audit of the state police with 15 focus areas stressed to Mass Live that his approach does not have any hostility towards the organization. But on the campaign trail, Dempsey said a a familiar concern keeps cropping up. Local Democratic leaders and town committee members believe the state police need more accountability and oversight. I agree with the voters on that, uh, because unlike our local police departments, which have added a level of scrutiny from city councils and mayors and select boards, the state police are accountable only to leaders on Beacon Hill. As one of just six positions in the state government that are elected statewide, and only one of a handful that really have authority to look into state police, I think the auditor plays an absolutely essential role here. Hmm. This is just going to keep going on and on and on and on and on. Of course it will. Yeah. But they always, uh, they you know, they go after the, the low-hanging fruit. Now, okay, granted, fine. Yeah. It's wrong to do, right? Mm-hmm. But when there are more people involved in that whole scandal that were never disciplined because they retired and they got all these golden parachutes. Right. If you're talking about accountability, then it should be accountability for everybody, not just the, you know, revamping the the state system. But but shy of taking away some of their pension, which uh, their union fought hard for. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing you can do for someone who is no longer working there. True. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, it's, what about criminal negligence? Like you, you didn't, uh, you saw something illegal going on and these, and these people had to know about this. Sure they did. Yeah. But no one wants to be a snitch. Would you want to be a snitch? No. That's, that's exactly my point. No one wants, no one wants to be a snitch. Cause as you know, snitches uh, leave uh, bitches and ditches or something like that. I, just, I don't know. Snitches get stitches, bitches. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I keep forgetting. A uh, Home Depot employee in Tempe, Arizona, has admitted to swapping out nearly $400,000 in real money with fake bills that he bought on Amazon. His name is Adrian Pineda, and he was a vault associate at the store, meaning that he was in charge of counting the money, taking it to the bank. But over the past four years, he's been swapping in counterfeit money. Adrian brought the fake money on Amazon. A pack of $100 uh, fake bills cost about $9. He bought more than $3,700 fake 100s in 22 orders over the past few years, totaling $371,000 in fake money. Obviously, the bank wasn't fooled. The serial numbers on the bank actually say, play money. It's unclear how they were on to him, but Home Depot uh, has video of him making the swap 16 times. He was arrested last week. He admitted to stealing the money. And he has agreed to pay it all back. He's also looking at up to 20 years in prison. I have never seen this on Amazon, but I just looked up fake money on okay. Amazon. Well, you can buy, like, it's motion picture money or something like that. It yeah. Says- so there, I'm looking at one now. It's a 100-piece uh, stack of $100 bills. Yeah. And they look pretty damn close to the... Uh, Benjamin Franklin $100 bills that we use every now and then whenever we accidentally get one in our hands. Right. Okay? Uh-huh. You can get 100 of them 
for just $7.89. Damn. Now, if you were able to dis- uh, distribute to that, uh, you know, that kind of money to someone who was not that bright, you're talking about, uh, you know, quite a cool scam there if you get away with it. Most people, of course, can't. But uh, nevertheless, I had no idea that this was even available. Well, I mean, the bank obviously knew right away. So they kind of let this go on. Mm -hmm. And this guy get away with, like, is it, why would you let him keep doing that? I have no idea. You know what I mean? There's obviously, there's a disconnect there somewhere. 100 piece, 100 hour bills. Oh, it's it's on a discount right now. It's a discounted rate of seven eighty nine. It's almost like uh, some of these companies is like, okay, let's let them rack up as much as we can, then we can write off all that at the end of the year as a loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a profitable thing, probably for them to happen to them. I always thought the only way to really you know distribute counterfeit you know dollars was you you're printing yeah. them off yourself on very specific type of paper. <laughs> no yeah, you right. can get them with Amazon. In two days. Yes, you can. With free shipping. Hey, you can get everything on Amazon. What How do we you know want? that Jeff Bezos isn't uh, spending money on uh, with fake uh, with fake cash? He could print his own, actually. Still can't get that bridge taken care of. You know, that's that's pretty interesting thing. That's a guy who's got enough money and resources to f- actually print his own money and, like, counterfeit it. That's a good point. You could. I mean... <laughs> He, you know, they they probably catch on to him. You know, the more money you got, the more people yeah, want to tear you down. Uh, your pioneer, from, from what I hear, from what you hear, you're not running a ring or anything out in here. I'm not the kind of guy with lots of money. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of rain and snow showers and a high of 38. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 44. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hey, it's Pam. Hey, yeah. It's 7.09, and Scott Cohen is in the studio. It's good to see you. Yeah, we were just talking about the Olympics, and you play the theme instead of my usual football music. I'll close with that. How about that? All right. Are we supposed to be watching this thing? The Olympics? Yeah. I think we're supposed to, but I haven't haven't started yet. I don't know know why. It's just like, eh. Like, what are you waiting for? There's not a specific event that I. I mean, I, I like the hockey. You know, the hockey's kind of cool, and and uh, and like. Uh, but they don't have the NHL guys this year. No, but I'm just not. I'm not feeling it yet. I'm not feeling it either. And I think because I'm not feeling it because we just went through the Olympic Games in the summertime. Was it last year or mm. the year before? Just like, mm. didn't we just do this? Yeah. I feel like uh, it. You know, if you're if you're staggering it like the way they they started to do. I feel like I'm uh, just uh, I'm not feeling it. Plus, it's in. Steve, you're watching a lot of it, aren't you? No, I I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> <laughs> what about your what about kid uh, What about your kids? Yeah, Steve? actually, you know, we did watch uh, we did watch some of it over the weekend. They're into the uh, the snowboarding thing. That's yeah, the very, snowboarding and the very, skating. Yeah, and... see, all of that stuff is very impressive. You know, like I'm I'm wildly impressed when I can see people do things that I would never be able to which even is think most, about. Which doing. is most things. Which is most things, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, see, Steve's, a, with you, Steve's right? a barrel-chested yeah. athletic sort. I yeah. mean, you know, he's all kinds of yeah, uh, athletic. Yeah, but the, the, you know, not to that level. You know, I'm not. Uh, 
I haven't uh, gotten to the point where I'm taking beer kegs full of sand and throwing them over walls. Like uh, we're not we're not there yeah, yet. Yeah, I not, get that. Not yet. Uh, not, but, yeah, uh, you're still trying to work on getting your skating ring fixed in your backyard. That I was, am. So, uh, <laughs> but honestly, like there really hasn't Nothing. been. Like I don't even. Uh, I don't even know the schedule. I mean, I guess I could go on and find out when this stuff. But it's so they're not airing them all the time. You have to have Peacock. To see some of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of a pain in the ass. I don't want to... I. It's probably free. I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to... It, it's too much of a pain in the Scott, ass. Scott, you know what kills the Olympics for me? And it, it's, it's no, destroyed. What? Well, what does? I like watching the competition. I like watching the actual events. Mm-hmm. I like watching the events, not just of Americans' uh, uh, participation, but... You know, other great athletes from around the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 5,000 athletes out over sure, there. But we have a tendency in this country to not only only focus on the Americans competing, uh, but we also uh, pepper the broadcast with these uh, human interest stories, these sob stories about all the <laughs> yeah. all the adversity. Yeah. It's like, oh, for crying out loud, can I just watch a couple of guys on the on the on the uh, on the hockey rink get you know smash each other into the glass? That's right. a whole lot more interesting to me than your little sob story about yeah. how bad things were with you when yeah. you were training for four years. Yeah, you, you, you were you were born into poverty. Yeah. And, uh, Work your way back up. Oh, you, they used to you hurt yourself. Your lifelong dream. Oh, you broke your leg yeah. in high school. Oh, what a shame. They used to do that when I, you know when I was working, you know, in in TV at Channel Forty. You know, we would go and cover the, um, you know, the uh, we didn't cover the Red Sox like go to Fenway for mm-hmm. every game, but we would go for playoffs and World Series and things like that. Sure. And you know, you go there and you and you you you're on the field. You introduce your your piece and you come back out. You wrap it up. They the, they always wanted you to do like the non baseball story, so everybody can be interested in it. And you used to sit uh. there and look at your boss and go like. The reason they're watching this is because it's the playoffs. What are you talking about? Yeah, no one wants to see Nobody... the story of the hundred-year-old lady that's watched every Red Sox game since nineteen, since uh, you know, since a hundred yeah. years ago. Oh, bud, let's go interview the sausage and pepper guy again. <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, you, there's not enough to talk about. You got to fill the rest of it with just fluff. It's brutal. Yeah, it but, really is. But there is enough to talk about. There is enough to the, talk the, about. I mean, like when you're talking like uh, you're like your your two or three minute sports segment on a news on a local newscast. There's loads of stuff that you could be getting involved in. There and are. I I mean you have the local sports, you have your regional sports, your national, all those things that are there. If they can squeeze that much information on ESPN 24 hours a day, your three minute segment should be a breeze. Should be able to figure some, something out. Absolutely. But you know, but uh, uh, but again, about the Olympics, they're just if, a they're on the other side of the world, so ever the time thing is an issue. Uh, I got to tell you something. The more and more you see about the uh, all the political stuff surrounding the Olympics in Beijing, that 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 Chinese government is just the absolute they're just there's i mean as bad as we are they just take the whole you know crushing the proletariat down to you know to uh, uh to a maximum it's it's brutal and there's really is a lack of compelling sports stories i think coming out of this i would like I said i was sitting there watching it the olympics last night by myself saying should i be watching this it, there's got to be something else on I can watch, like you know, two and a throw two and a half men reruns or yeah. something. Well, I'll tell you the problem with the Chinese government. 
You couldn't swing a dead cat, cat in the Chinese web. government that's hitting the phone. Hitting the phony. Yeah, there's absolutely no, true. There's no question about it. No doubt. So we were talking uh, off the air about uh, the Pro Bowl. Yep. Now, this is pretty interesting because uh, the Pro Bowl is the worst damn football game you will ever see, ever. ever. No one's taking it seriously. No. Nope. No one's playing hard. For all intents and purposes, it, you're taking 80 guys and give them an all-expense-paid Pay- vacation. vacation. In this case, it was uh, Vegas, right? Yep. They Vegas. played in Vegas. Used to be in Hawaii. Yep. Now it's Vegas. And then you're telling <laughs> me in, uh, this information about the Pro Bowl that I didn't even realize. All right, so a, b- a buddy of mine who's in, in you know, the uh, follows all the sports uh, stuff 24-7 said, was talking about the ratings for the Pro Bowl. And as you said, and you were really surprised that I that I told you this. It's the it's the worst. Terrible. Terrible. Nine nine point three million people tune in to the Pro Bowl. Right. Nine point three million. Nine point seven million watched the NBA finals last year. The the pinnacle of the NBA, one of the four major sports, the the NBA finals, the same amount of people for all intent and purpose, watch that as watch the Pro Bowl. People watch the Pro Bowl. They, yeah. We can't get, we, no matter how bad it is, no matter who's playing, we can't get enough of NFL football. Because, because it's something on. It's on. It's football. It's related. It's, it's yeah, but geez, Steve. But it's also bad. man. But it's also on because there's a lot of gambling done on there's the result ga- of that game. No yeah. question. No but doubt. But for me, the, the, the Pro Bowl is like one step up. From Battle of the Network Stars that's back in 1970, that's it's got that same what, feel about it. It does. There's no question about yeah, it. And now we'd like to introduce your team captains, Mr. Dick Van Patten yeah, and yeah. Dan Haggerty from buddy, Grizzly Adams. But do you remember that when we were kids, we couldn't get enough of that stuff, man? It was so funny. Well, I mean, you're questioning why people listen or watch the Pro Bowl. Uh, people tune in to listen to you on Monday mornings, uh, maybe to. Torture themselves. Yeah, but that's it. That, but it's a, a dead cat. Point well we, taken. We have. Yeah. We point have well a, t- <laughs> yeah, of course. But it's it's a different expectation of entertainment. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least here people expect to be moderately entertained. But yeah. the Pro Bowl, you know, three years in advance, you there's do. nothing to really watch. You do. And the and as you alluded to earlier, you know, start us off here. The NFL's got enough to worry about right now. Yeah, we uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, this Brian Flores uh, lawsuit. Basically, he is the f- former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and accusing the Dolphins of incentivizing losing yep. so that they could get a higher draft pick. Now, there's, he's got other accusations about, you know, whether— The you know, Rooney Rule hiring practices, and, to, you know. And to, and to me, it's 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 kind of two separate uh, situations, although he's saying that his reputation with the Dolphins and this lawsuit kind of lends into the fact that he hasn't been given the opportunities to go and look for your other work. But if if these allegations are true, you know, I don't. I mean, you know, to me, this is like the one of the most uh, integrity yeah. mm-hmm. violating situations we've ever seen in the NFL. It yep. just if it's true at all, then the owner of the Dolphins should be bounced out of the league. 
Well, and the league needs to take a long, hard look at itself because if it's going on with this one guy, because it's been brought up in this lawsuit, it's it stuff like this go yeah, probably goes on all the time. We're, we're just uncovering it now. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. been going on for years. And Brian, listen, if you sit there and you listen to, um, you look at Brian Flores' career, um, you look at the interviews that he did on on you know all the various sports networks the day after he filed the lawsuit. This is a this is a quality individual. This is a guy who is you know no matter how much uh, success or lack thereof he had in Miami, he's this guy is at the at the top of his profession, and he's not guys like that don't just sit out there and put their reputation on the line and make stories up. You know damn well that those conversations happen. And the coach in, in Cleveland alluded to the same thing. So the and and the crazy thing is it's been crickets from the NFL. Their integrity's been has been called into question and they've had very little to say about it. It's it's, it's disgraceful. It's interesting that what they are saying though is more about the Rooney rule and about uh you know fairness and hiring. You know, it's it is there. It's undeniable that there is a a disproportionate number of white coaches in the NFL yeah. as opposed to any other uh, you know you know population group. There's no question about, it, especially when you're talking about you know offensive uh, coordinators, defensive coordinators. There've been some hiring over the years, which has improved the situation, but it is but it's it is still disproportionate. But when you're talking about a guy whose reputation is he received money from a team to lose, and now there appears, you know, is there collusion between these other teams to prevent him from working again because, you know, he didn't comply to the wishes of, of the Miami Dolphins? How many other teams are doing this? Right. I think I think um, Brian Flores is go- is going to get. Uh, fine. There's two. Uh, there are two NFL uh, coaching vacancies right now. I think it's New Orleans is still open and Houston is open. And Flores is supposed to be um, a finalist for for the Houston job. So uh, I think there there might be an opportunity for him to get higher. But you know when you're t- when you're talking about tanking games to move up in the draft and to get a number one draft pick, the mo- the money that is involved in that league, it, it's you know. W- even though we all know how much, you know, we think we know how much it is, I really don't think we can appreciate exactly what is at stake when you get uh, a number one draft pick. Guys will, you know, they'll they'll do just about anything to put themselves in that position. And offering a coach a hundred grand to throw a couple of meaningless uh, football games, it is completely within the realm of possibility that it happened and for us to believe it. There's just it, it, there's no question about it. So Sunday is the Super Bowl. Sunday's the Super Bowl. The uh, the Rams and Bengals. Yep. Uh, I don't know how you feel. Rams are are <laughs> Rams are reasons. favored, but bought not by a whole hell of a lot. Yep. Yep. I personally am gonna go with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals with the Bengals too. There's there's two there's there's reasons to root for both um Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. I've just you know, I've been talking about him for for weeks on end. I I love that kid. He's just he's got that it factor. He's good. The Bengals are the surprise team. Got to go with Cincinnati. The thing I uh, I like about Matthew Stafford though is uh, if you think about this uh, this guy started off uh, his career eating a big fat bag of crap with the Detroit Lions for no question for the early part of his career. And I mean, distinguishing I, himself as a as a as a very serviceable NFL quarterback, serviceable quarterback among, amongst one of the worst franchises right. in sports history. Yep, and he. <laughs> 
He gets that terrible. He finds himself in Los Angeles at a time when you know there really aren't that many Rams fans uh, to speak of because they were without football for twenty plus years. <laughs> yep. they and they get, sucked for the other uh, right ten. They 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 get the Rams back. Matthew Stafford is their quarterback, and he puts them in the Super Bowl. Yep. It's a remarkable story. But at the end of the day, I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback. That's a tougher team. And they've proven they have no problem going into hostile territory and winning. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm saying it's Cincinnati. Steve, okay. I'm sure you have your picks. No, oh, yeah, both the Bengals and the Rams into the playoffs. Oh as number God. four seeds. Uh, Los Angeles finished the regular season with two more wins than Cincinnati, but the Bengals fared better in their own division. Now, the Rams were swept by San Francisco and also lost to the Cardinals, and the Bengals were swept by Cleveland Browns but went four to nothing against the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers. The offensive weapons, both teams got them. The Bengals boast likes of Chase. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and running back Joe Mixon. Mm -hmm. The Rams' offense flows through Cooper uh, Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, and running back Cam Akers and Sonny Michael. I'm going for uh, the Cardinals. What am The Cardinals? Yeah. They're not in it. Okay. Buddy, what he, a, what marvelous extemporaneous buddy, uh, 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 analysis. He's your gorilla, he's your gorilla man. You got to sweep around him. You can't move him. Hey, uh, one more thing before we uh, we head out to uh, tomorrow. Uh the number 24 Marquette Golden Eagles take on the number 17 Yukon Huskies. They but, have killed almost like nine different ranked teams uh this season. Uh put buddy, your money on Marquette. I got to tell you, I with all, you know, in all honesty, I'm sitting home last week. Could have been, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, innocuous Wednesday night. Marquette comes on. They were playing a ranked team. I, I don't uh, Villanova. They were maybe playing Villanova mm -hmm. and I just sat there and I go, Baxi would be proud of me. I'm sitting here watching Marquette play basketball. There you go. There you go. But, fing fingers crossed. Bax, you put down well over six figures uh, on Marquette and there has been no payoff. Well, again, that's that's thirty-five that's, years. That's, he's playing the parlay, Steve. He's, he's 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 letting it ride. Yeah, but those six figures were all yeah. in in student loan payments. That's what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, you put the money down, and you didn't get a payment back. Scott Cohen. We'll see you next week. You bet. Uh, Super Bowl wrap up. Super Bowl wrap up. Very cool. It's uh, seven twenty-five in Rock One Hundred Two. You've worked hard to set aside IRA money. How will you... Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 44. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Dr. Sadie Allison, the America's Pleasure, pleasure Coach, Ugh. will be joining us uh, next hour. Uh, she sent us a, a box <clears throat> of, uh, of sex toys, which you know we will talk about yeah. on the air in a professional manner. Well, I don't want you getting all squishy and gooey over there. We're talking to uh, you know, the good doctor about her sex toys. Semi-professional. Much like the semi I'll have during the interview. All right, you know, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she is a, uh, a a she actually has a PhD in sexuality. I have a master's degree <laughs> in sexuality. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a she's a great guest. We'll uh, we'll get into all the good old stuff that she's got coming up yeah we'll get into um, we'll get into all of that in a little bit what is one word i could say right now that would turn your stomach even without any context around it well you mean like a like a word that i'm just uncomfortable with yeah yeah uh i don't really know i have like one word that i got a problem with you uh, like like you know some people like have a problem with like the word moist yeah, like, well, I got no problem with moist. That, that's what this list is about. Someone looked at different polls on gross-sounding words and came up with the master list of the grossest words in the English language. Okay. 
Uh, number one is pus. That's a pretty gross one, yeah. Yeah. Number two, phlegm. I got no problem with phlegm. Why is it spelled phlegm? Why is that? Because English is a is a banged up language. It really is. Uh, seepage. That doesn't bother me. Well, it depends on the context of uh, of, of what, what it is. is. Seeping. Right. Yeah. Exactly. This is without any context around it. Uh, moist. Again. Again. Yeah. I, I would rather have a moist cake than right. a dry cake. If that's the case, I don't have a problem with moist. Number five, I can't even say because it's not a word that we can use on the radio. Uh, what does it refer to? Um, e, uh, arriving. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you don't say that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number six, uh, fester. I got no problem with fester. Yeah, fester is a good, solid word. It's a proud word. Mucus. Again, you know, it's a uh, biological mm. substance. Uh, none of us would be alive without mucus. Ooze. Ooze is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Putrid. Got no problem with that. Curd, as in cheese curds. See, now I love cheese curds. I love cheese curds, too. Now, if you said curdled milk, then that would be a completely different beast. But I don't have a problem with the words. I got a problem with curdled milk. I wouldn't put curdled milk in my mouth. Yeah. But cheese curds, I have no... Curds and whey, I'd have some of that too. Uh, ready for the uh, the ones that uh, honorable mention? You yes. Ready? Discharge, loogie, secrete, diarrhea, diarrhea, indigestion, uh, snot, and congeal. 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 Yeah. Oh, what is, what does that mean? Well, it it would be like uh, you ever have like a like pudding. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when you first make the pudding, it's kind of loose. And, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, but it congeals and gets stiffer. Oh, and is that what the uh, kind of like a like a Jello does that? The pudding foreskin on the top. Yeah, I used to fight over that. I like the I like the, the pudding foreskin. foreskin. That was the best part of the of the pudding. It's so gross. No, I loved it. No, that's disgusting. It's like it's in a like, can of baked beans, always going for that blob of fat. To me, like, that's like the that's like the prize in a Cracker Jack it's box. It's like a makeup mask of pudding. I love that. that was the best part. Mm. Yeah, Ugh. now g- give me the pudding skin anytime. Pudding force, and it better be moist. Bill, uh, too. Uh, Bill Cosby loved that pudding. Yeah, he pudding did. Foreskin. I don't know about that. Pudding that foreskin wherever he wanted to. We got news. Five of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off of installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. The YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A Springfield teenager has been identified as the victim of a homicide in Danby, Vermont, Wednesday night. According to Vermont State Police, 17-year-old Isaiah Rodriguez of Springfield was found dead Thursday morning with gunshot wounds to the chest. The death has been ruled a homicide, but police have made no arrests so far in the incident. State police believe the incident occurred between 10.30 and 11.30 p.m. Wednesday night. Anyone that was traveling on Danby Mountain Road during those hours are encouraged to speak to the Vermont State Police. Uh, police were called around 8.45 a.m. Thursday morning for a report of a man found dead on the side of Danby Mountain Road between Scallop Drive and Courier Road. Vermont State Police are continuing to investigate that homicide. Uh, firefighters from East Longmeadow, Springfield, and Hamden worked through the overnight hours Sunday into Monday to put out a fire at a house in East Longmeadow. Crews were called to the area of 126 Franconia Circle at about 11 p.m. The 22 News crew saw damage to the house. Oh, my God! It was, like, burned out the top. There was a flame coming out. It's crazy! You're normally going to find that uh, with a house on fire. 
Oh, you should have seen it. Lots of damage. They take a big axe and they knock this piece of wood out. <laughs> it fell down on the ground. It was on fire. It's like twelve. Crazy. It's like twelve-year-olds reporting news. Well, I told you, it's the kid from the Polar Express. <laughs> the kid that wouldn't shut up that whole tra- train ride. Mm. Uh, no uh, immediate word on injuries or what caused that fire. There was also a uh, garage fire in Springfield last night. Uh, an unintended wood stove caused that one, according to Fire Captain Drew Pimonti. They were called to the area of 712 Boston Road shortly after 11 p.m., and the fire was put out shortly after midnight. A garage fire with a with, with a, a bonfire inside? A wood stove. A wood stove. Gotcha. I didn't think you were allowed to have those. Uh, I didn't think I you d- were allowed at a fire code. Believe me, because I've been through the code business. People telling me what I can and can't do. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't realize that garages necessarily came with uh, with wood stoves. Well, it, they don't usually come with wood stoves. You usually install one in. I, I did, uh, but I had to convert the garage into something else. Where you couldn't use it as a garage. You couldn't use it as, yeah, because you couldn't store combustibles, like oil, oh, gas, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff yeah. in there. Which was fine because I had a shed for that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So I uh, turned the garage into a party party pad. No kidding. Yeah, disco lights and everything. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not a uh, big fan of calling anything uh, like a man cave. I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't need that. Kind of, but a but a like a a, a rumpus room. Mm-hmm. I like a rumpus. How do yeah. you feel about rumpus? I feel great about rumpus. I like a rumpus room more than like a man cave. Man cave, I don't, I don't like, uh, I, don't, I don't like being singled out that way. But rumpus, that's fun for everybody. Oh, you love the rumpus, don't you? I do. Uh, in many ever have like bumper pool and a rumper and a rumpus room? Good times right there. I've had rumpus roast. I like a good rumpus roast. I like a good rumpus roast too. In many states, uh, Friday night happy hour is a popular event. You round out a long week or a work work week with friends at your favorite local watering hole where drink specials are abound. But not here in Massachusetts. No. They're bringing this up again. Because the state liquor laws technically prohibit happy hour, and there have been several attempts to lift the ban, but all have failed. Uh, Ashley Sicard, assistant general manager of Don Johnny's Tavern in Amherst, said, I think that people around here are, are kind of... Uh, are, the people around here kind of already drink and drive. It might be a little more concerning if it did come back into play, you know, because they're worried about people like loading up on free <clears throat> drinks. Right. And then getting in the car and driving away. I don't necessarily think happy hour needs to include the free beverage. You know, no, it's just but, but you, at you a discount, that'd yeah. be fine. And that's the thing. You can't even as a bar owner in Massachusetts, as far as I am aware of this law, you have to run a special for seven days, seven full calendar days. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to, let's say you wanted to do Bud Light specials, three dollars a bottle. Sure. Normally they're four fifty. You're getting a dollar fifty off the thing. You actually have to run that special. From Sunday to Sunday, in order to make that valid, you can't just say, "Well, between four and six p.m. on Thursdays, right? Uh, this is you know the 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 drinks are only three bucks." That would make more sense business wise, and to stimulate these small businesses that have like these down days. You know, you you have a 
a restaurant that doesn't do well. They they might do well Friday and Saturday nights, right? But they're not so good on on Tuesday nights. Not because they're, it's just because they don't they don't need they need something to bring people in. Well, the the the, uh, the practical issue is, is if you're a, a a problem drinker, yeah, prone to getting into your car and driving around, yeah, and you still work a regular nine to five gig. Let's say yeah. you're a functioning but uh, pathetic alcoholic. Happens yeah. in ne- nearly every town in America. You don't necessarily need <clears throat> a drink special to get plowed on a Friday after work. No, you don't. And I've lived in states where w- they had the uh, the happy hour. Yeah. I have to tell you, it was the happiest hour of the week. I used to go to a place that if you bought two drinks at the same time, mm-hmm. You got a free platter of nachos. See, that's something. Uh, that's a good incentive. It, you know what? You're they were food with the booze. They were very good yeah. nachos, and I would order two drinks. I'd get my nachos, and then once I was done with the nachos and yeah. the two drinks, you know what I would do again? What? Another round. Another, another round. two drinks. Another plate of nachos. Uh, and the balance between the booze and the nachos. I think actually made a lot of sense. I think it probably prevented me from getting even more drunk, but well, yet I still enjoyed myself hey, uh, tremendously during that hour. When Samuels was open down at the Hall of Fame, I think one of the best marketing things that guy ever did was offer bacon. Snacking bacon at the bar. Yeah, that was who good. Who does not want snacking bacon? And who's not going to keep eating bacon without ordering more things to drink? Steve, I've said this for yeah. many, many years. Nitrates are the best yes. drinks. And yes. in that case, bar-side bacon is the best thing you could possibly do. Now, the problem, of course, with Samuels is it took you 35 minutes to get well, a bartender to acknowledge that you were there with money in your pocket. Listen, but, we can't all be friendlies. but <laughs> In many ways, the bartenders, I believe, were all former friendly's employees. By the way, uh when I was talking about the, the that whole Popeyes being put in in Westfield yeah. and how they're having the the dispute over whether or not there should be a drive-through aspect to it. Th- and I said there was a new KFC there, and I said I couldn't remember what the other thing was next to it. It's a friendly's. It's a friendly's cafe. It's oh, it's yeah. like that revamped thing that they're supposed I haven't tried it yet. Mostly well, you better. I don't have the time. I was going to say you yeah. better clear some time in your yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, can I take a vacation day tomorrow? I'm going to need it. Wait, are you going away? No, I'm yeah. just going to go to Friendly's for lunch. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens if it, uh, if yeah. it works itself out or not. When I was in high school, that's that's when they took uh, happy hour away, mm-hmm. and I remember the arguments and. You know, mothers against drunk driving yeah. were you know real hot on this idea that this, it, it would save lives. But you know, I and, haven't and, really seen a lot of of real data as far as you know how many vehicular homicides they have been as a result of getting rid of happy hour. People are still going out on a Friday. They're still going out to drink. They're still getting loaded, and they're still going into their cars. So I don't really know if the result of getting rid of happy hour has bared out the idea of banning it i i would think happy hour is happy hour is a lot safer than let's say being able to walk around someplace like a casino and continue to drink throughout the place where, where nobody is paying attention to you right it's 
It's hard to keep track of customers when you're mo- you're bouncing around a giant indoor space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're the liquor license holder. You're responsible for the for the entire thing. But you know, you would think that there would be some sort of buffer. I, I know. I don't know. But give me a platter of nachos for two drinks, and I'm I'm going to go back for more. See, some of the restaurants uh, they do specials on appetizers and call it Appy Hour. Get it? Yeah, because you're allowed the... to do food specials, but right. you can't do booze specials. But if you can yeah. combine the two, I'm trying to think. Of... Now, now you're talking about a, a different level of happiness. Where did I get uh, happy hour? And it was awful. I think it was in Aruba. And we were in this nightclub. It was one, it was the nightclub that Gronk had gone to, and uh, you know was caught with all these underage girls oh, like, getting yeah. pictures taken with him and all yeah. this other stuff. Uh, uh, but we we went there as a group of adults who were the oldest people in the place. <laughs> they all thought we were the, somebody's parents, apparently. Uh, but it was like, oh yeah, you it was buy one get one free. That was like their happy hour. Okay, and you bought one. But there was no like brand name booze. It was all of this, all the rail stuff. But they didn't even have like they didn't even have a bar set up like for normal times. It was all crap liquor. It yeah. was all this weird stuff. But it was buy one get one free for like three dollars. So you couldn't beat that. I knew At a certain s- point of inebriation, you yeah. just drink anything. I knew some bar owners uh, yeah. out of the area, shall we say. That would have the drink special, but what yeah. they would do would be temporarily increase the price of the drinks. Yeah. So they weren't losing a dime. No. But the average idiot walking in there might not know that as soon as happy hour was over, the price of the booze went down anyway. Some people just don't pick that up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I picked it up because I knew yeah. the bartender. And and also, I think that was, that was illegal. It's kind of like, you know, gaffing booze. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing that. I remember uh, being in uh, in Aruba and having watching the guy. It was like a poolside bar, right? And there was these two seats at the poolside bar that were only for in the pool, right? And then there were, everybody else had to sit on the outside. Well, uh, my wife and I had sat down there, and we probably, you know, we, we were there for a good amount of time because mm-hmm. we had nothing to do. Right, That's what you do on the island, and. Uh, you know, we both had to get up and go to the bathroom several times. Well, these two guys that were sitting there, I'm like, they haven't moved in like an hour and a half. And they've been drinking like beers uh, like crazy. Yes. You know that, that all of that beer is being filtered back into the pool. What do you think the poolside bar is all about? Uh, it's the only I reason know, to be in the poolside bar I is that get... you don't have to get up and use the bathroom. Oh, look, I can just stand here and uh, urinate over here and then swish my pants a little and walk over here and I've oh, washed Steve. my clothes already. It's all treated with chlorine. It, it, it <sighs> neutralizes any of the nasty stuff. Plus, you got filters and all. It, it, it's all it's all supervised. It's all figured out. A uh, woman near Vancouver, British Columbia, named Bethany Coker. What's that? Nothing. Oh, I thought you were like... You sound like you were going to say something. No, no, no. One of those deep breaths things. Anyway, Brittany Coker uh, found a bunch of mud in the driver's seat of her car last week and didn't know where it came from. She usually leaves her car unlocked because, well, it's Canada. So she assumed a homeless guy slept in it. That's how, like, Canadians are. They're like, yeah, a homeless guy slept in my car last night. (laughs) 
Anyway, she uh, started locking it from then on and then uh, steam cleaned the whole seat. Then cut to three days later when she went to put something in her car at work and realized someone was hanging out in her trunk. She noticed the windows were fogged up. Then she was putting something on her passenger seat when she heard a voice say, Hey. All right, that's a little creepy. Isn't it? That's real creepy. So she looks over, sees a guy's face in the pass-through hole that leads to the trunk, and he was naked. Naked? Naked. He told her it was, quote, a rite of passage and that he was the son of the Pope. So at that point, she flipped out, grabbed a coworker, called 911. Turned out the guy has had uh, issues, and he'd been drinking a lot. Really? He thought someone was chasing him, so he climbed in her trunk, and he had been in there for three days. Ew. Yeah. Well, think about it. How many times do you even, if you don't have anything to put in the rear of your vehicle. How often do you check? Right. Not that often. I could have a dead body in the back of my truck right now. You very male. Uh, very I male what, I haven't lifted that tonneau cover in a week. First of all, I don't think the Pope has any children that he knows about. No. no. All right, so that's that's your first clue. Secondly, you're in Canada. It's likely someone's going to break into your car just to you know, get out of the elements, and I would uh-huh. be okay with that, you know, but as long as they would leave. But for a naked guy to be in your trunk for three straight days, and the only mm-hmm. no- reason you know this is because you hear in the back of the in the back seat, yeah, hey, that's hey, I would I would sell hey. I would ditch that car on the side of the road and walk away. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that to you up in the office now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna hide in the bathroom because I know you go to the bathroom every morning after work. Yeah. And I'm going to hide up there. And then when you go in there and you pull your pants down, you sit down on the toilet, I'm going to go, hey. (laughs) You think that would scare you? Yeah, it would scare me. Yeah. But I would warn you, it might not be such a great idea. Well, I I wouldn't. On for you. We have masks now. Uh, Be very careful. Bethany said the craziest part was when she'd realized she'd been driving around with him while running errands for the past three days. She said he never made a peep. Now, for a drunk guy who's got uh, mental health issues to not make a peep for three days, that guy should be like a Navy SEAL or something. He's like a mine yeah. or something. If you yeah. can't. If you don't make a peep for three days, nobody knew you were there. That's some good camouflaging, dude. Even still. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, which is uh, brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Look for the black and white can now at the beverage cooler at every Big Y Express. It's going to be a mix of rain and snow today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 44. Looking at 21 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Freedom Credit Union has always been about connection. Today, we offer branches throughout Western Massachusetts. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 756. And Aerosmith on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy and snowy today with a high of 38. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 44. It's 22 right now in downtown Springfield. So we're about to talk to Dr. Sadie Allison, America's pleasure coach. Now, I I, I don't know if you are aware of this, but when you talk to a pleasure coach or a sex expert, uh-huh. it's usually fair to say you might not want to have your kids gathered around the radio uh, so that uh, so they're learning new things that you might not feel comfortable with. So what are you talking about? Uh, uh, I'm just saying educational. Uh, you know, I would say uh, 13 plus. You could listen and um, 
uh, maybe offended. Uh, maybe, yeah. but if your kids are uh, say thirteen and younger, and even the kids at thirteen, if they lack a certain maturity in uh, in certain things, and you might want to just take the next uh, twenty minutes and just uh, you know read a book. All right then. Just saying. I mean, I'm not trying to you know push the audience away. I'm just saying, you know, for the benefit of everybody, with having to. Yeah, you know, oh, you talk sure. out. Hey, Dad, what is a Benoit ball? Well, son, you know, it's it's the kind of conversation that no parent wants to have, and I can't blame him. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. It's seven fifty-eight. Rock one hundred two. Is I ninety one icy? Is the Mass Pike closed? Rock one hundred two is always live and local with up to the minute storm information. King of snow. Get an errands at Rockies. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I once owned a vintage 1975 Butch Hobson Red Sox rookie baseball card, which, if in mid condition, could have yielded tens of dollars on the open market. Oh, it could have been valuable, all right. Sadly, its value significantly decreased due to a number of issues, including poor storage, water damage, peeling, bending, wrinkling, and damage caused by rats. Nevertheless, had it been in perfect shape, perhaps I would have placed it on the auction block, but that seemed at the time to be somewhat foolhardy. Well, apparently there's a growing market for damaged goods in the baseball card community. What might have been seen as worthless junk is now being sold at top dollar. For example, last August, a mint condition T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, the most valuable baseball card in the world, sold for a record $6.6 million at auction. It was the highest amount ever paid for what is considered to be the holy grail of baseball card collecting. This weekend, however, another T206 Honus Wagner car was sold for just $475,000. Why so cheap? Well, perhaps it might have had something to do with the fact that this particular T206 Honus Wagner card was ripped in half by a previous owner, or his dog, or his children, or by his angry wife who couldn't believe he spent that much on a baseball card. Nevertheless, what would normally be seen as worthless junk is now worth more than twice my, the value of my home. folks. Had I known that some of my junky baseball cards in terrible condition would have been worth a few bucks, I'd probably have enough money to buy a new sectional or a down payment on a new car. Instead, I had an entire box of 1978 baseball cards whose only flaw were the magic mark of mustaches I had drawn over half the National League and the entire New York Yankees starting lineup. Now who looks like the stupid idiot? It ain't Steve Garvey and Lou Pinella with their fake mustaches. It's the idiotic 12-year-old who put those mustaches there. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There's only one reason you don't have enough ice melt or don't have a decent snow shovel or ice scraper. You haven't been to Rocky's yet. Why make the next storm that much more difficult? Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Brian Adams, Summer of 69, Rock 102. I swear to God, it's not related uh, to the fact. You did that on purpose, No, didn't I you? didn't. Totally didn't by you? accident. Didn't nope. you? Nope. Well, it's, uh, it's going to be rainy today. Uh, going to be a winter winter weather advisory in effect. Could see some freezing stuff tonight. Uh, tomorrow, rain with a high of 44. It's 22 right now in downtown Springfield. Dr. Sadie Allison is America's pleasure coach. She has been on this show for years. And every year, she sends us a package of... 
of sex toys for us to review and uh, and talk about. Now she's got a whole big website, ticklekitty.com. You yeah. can go there and and uh, and search the great uh, Valentine's Day package for you to rifle through. It's always great to talk to uh, Dr. Sadie Allison. Absolutely. And she's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, doctor. How Good are morning. You? It's Dr. Sadie. Dr. Sadie. It's Bax and Steve Nagel. How are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm great. I, I love it when two men just scream out my name like that. It's oh, isn't it? Really? Isn't it just, uh, <laughs> and it's so nice when when a no. when a woman actually recognizes that we're men. <laughs> You're real men. <laughs> it's uh, Dr. Sadie Allison, the uh, sexologist, entrepreneur, and best-selling author, going on two decades now. She's the founder of the popular sex toy boutique ticklekitty.com and go love cbd.com you know i i, I gotta tell you this is uh, honest to goodness truth dr sadie uh every year uh when we talk to you uh you send us a box of uh of pleasure uh implements you know rubber protuberances vibrating toys all that stuff every time we get it uh it's like it's christmas yeah. over here it's like we I, the, the package came the other day. I took a picture of the of the shipping label and sent it to Steve and said, "It's Christmas. It's here. <laughs> the package is here." Like we were like, we were so thrilled to have our box of, of dildos. It was fantastic. So thank you very much for sending them. And so, so let's talk. Oh. About, you know, you got Valentine's Day coming up, and you got all these cool stuff. Now we've told you in the past. Last year we had a box full of these toys. Somebody in this building right. stole something out of that, right? Now, now you, you send this box. Everything is seemingly okay, except the, I don't know if I can say this name, so I'll say it differently. The dual flit clicker. <laughs> uh, the joyride, I believe this is. Mm-hmm, that's uh, right. The that's box, the pink with the two rings. The box is damaged. It almost looks like somebody tried to get into like, it. Like, like factory seconds. Yeah. Do you think somebody at the oh, uh, the crime. UPS place uh, might have <laughs> tried to get into one of these things? But uh, tell no, that that yeah. But but tell us about the uh, the the dual flit clicker, if you could. Yeah, yeah. I actually call that the joy ride. Yeah, I call yeah. It the joy ride because it is it is like a joy ride. So I, I that's what I'm calling it on ticklekitty.com. <laughs> this is a couple's toy which yeah. is great because there, there used to be so many toys that were mostly focused on women, but now there's so many products that you can use together mm. during lovemaking. And so this is a vibrating ring. That's the, the category. And there's two rings. So one, this gets worn by the man. So one of the rings is on the manhood, and the other one goes around the bouncing boys. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Are you following? Yeah, I'm following. Oh, I'm lube. following. You got, are you following? Yeah, you I'm following. Lube too, by the way. Okay. okay. <laughs> And then if you if you squeeze that oval vibrator that's attached to this, and this is all wrapped in a nice uh, body-safe silicone material, squeeze the sides to turn it on. Okay. Just hold it, and you'll feel it turn on and start to vibrate. Oh, that's how you got to do to turn me on. You just got to squeeze my sides a little bit. And right, yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, you keep squeezing the... <laughs> Keep squeezing the button, and then it will go through different vibration patterns and settings and yeah. thumping and thrust. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But the key thing about this vibrator and the placement is if you visualize this on yourself and you're wearing it and you're, you're in, having intimacy with your partner, 
that vibrating bullet is right where she needs it on the pleasure spot. Wow, see, there you go. That's well. That's a well-designed contraption. The, the thing yeah. that gets me, though, is the warning labels on the back of these things. <laughs> uh, first of all, Enhancer will run for 70 minutes on high speed. I only need, like, three of yeah, them. Yeah, but this is, <laughs> this is so you don't have to charge it every day, Steve. And, and then the other one is, do not fall asleep under the influence of alcohol or drugs while using this product. Well, that's a, that's just catch all, really. Yeah, but isn't that how you initiate <laughs> using this product? It's, it's the only way to get to use it, right? <laughs> so, uh, doctor, doctor, say the thing that uh, that that fascinates me every year about uh, about these things is, and and it just seems like every single year these these technological advancements. I mean, I remember like last year or the year before, maybe even earlier than that, we were talking about uh, you know charging. Uh, with a USB cord as opposed to like, you know, batteries, which could, you know, eventually leak or damage or cause problems. But now all a lot of these toys uh, are, you know, controlled by an app on your phone. Tell, tell us about the, right. tell us about that. So in today's modern technology and the advancement of the whole pleasure products industry, it's come so far. Like you said, there used to be batteries. There's very few battery operated toys now. Now a lot of them, most of them are rechargeable with the USB cord. And these apps today actually allow you to have fun with your partners from anywhere in the world. Ooh, so anywhere. She can be next. Yeah, anywhere. So she can be in the bed with you in the bedroom and you can be using the app and all the fun features and surprise her with vibrations. Or you can be across the world, across the house, across the city. Um, you could be out at dinner and be controlling a vibrator. There's a panty vibrator too. So these these apps are really cool, and you can save vibration patterns, now, do, and they're just a lot of fun. Do you do you pair the device up to the uh, the app on the phone, or are you suddenly turning on like say ten thousand women all at once? Oh, it's 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 unique to your product, and there is some pairing depending on which product that you that you're using. Yeah, that's, but they all come yeah. with just. That, that's what I was afraid of. Just regular. Yeah, you do have to pair, but you um, they come with remote controls as well, so you don't even have to use the app if you didn't want to. You can just pick up the remote and get going. Right. I, you know, no, I, I'm, hold, I, I'm holding on to the $200 uh, Chorus Couples Vibrator. This is what I'm looking at right now, and I, I believe this is also app-controlled, but it's two different uh, things here, and, and uh, there are instructions on how to use this thing properly, so I won't be, like, uh, going to an emergency room after using it, right? Right, there are. Let me tell you this. Let's see if we could do this. On um, the U-shaped part of it, Yep. hit the, hit the button. Okay. Well, I got to open the okay, box. Turn on. Yeah, I got to open the box. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, okay, all right. He doesn't want to damage it. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, okay, I'm hitting the button. Yep. Okay. Okay, so just push push the button. Do you hear it? Do you feel it start to vibrate? Uh, oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm feeling that now. Okay, so now with the remote control portion pick up and the plus button in the middle okay you could tap on that to go up and down Ooh, with the intensity oh and if you hit the button hit the right arrow now and feel the different get out of town hey this is this is awesome all and right yeah, this, this is like someone took one of those footsie things at a yeah. state fair and they put it into a small handheld thing that you can use in the bedroom hey listen do, do you mind uh, yeah. if i uh, walk out of here for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I want to be alone here for a second. <laughs> you know, I, I hear him yelping in the other room. <laughs> I was using that remote the other day. I don't think I have the right remote because I got a call from a woman in Germany telling me to knock it off. 
<laughs> so, so what? What? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, there's a whole with, with Valentine's Day, uh, you know, here. There's, there's a whole Valentine's Day package that you're that you are uh, promoting on, on TickleKitty.com. Tell us what's what's in that package and what people can expect. Well, there's the the Womanizer Premium Package, and that is the 60 second air suction pleasure spot toy. I think oh, we've talked about that on the air before. Yes, yes, um, the, the and melt, then, right? and then one of. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so the melt, if you look at that, it's a much more narrower design. So the woman can actually hold this against her pleasure spot during lovemaking because 80% of women require some kind of stimulation mm. on our pleasure spots in, in order to get to the big O. Ooh. And so my question that I get asked a lot is how do I get to the big O with my guy on Valentine's Day during lovemaking? And so you pick up the melt. You turn it on and set it to the right kind of settings. You can have it on low. You can have it on high. Yeah. And then it's it's narrow enough to use at the same time. Now it I've uh, in there, so that's really super. I've I've got this uh, in my hand right now. I don't know how the hell to turn it off, but I will say that uh, it there is a little bit of suction on the top of it. So I mean, you could, I mean, use it for the purpose in which it's intended. But you could probably also clean corners of the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the tip of your nose and oh. get a good suction. Whoa. Hey, that's all, that's crazy. Oh, he's got a little nose hickey now. Yeah. I, you know, oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone's got to know. <laughs> do that. How do you how do you turn this off? You hold the minus button down for a few seconds. Got it. And Press done. And hold. Got it. And done. Very good. There you go. Yeah, the melt. Yeah, that's an amazing toy. You know, there was a test group of over 100 women that tried it. Yeah. More than 50%, more than 50% reached the big O in less than 60 seconds. Mm. That's not the one you sent me, the one that's been used on 100 women, right? <laughs> it's a brand new one. All right, you okay. got brand new ones. Now okay. the- <laughs> Wait a minute. Can we get invited to these test groups? I'd like to, just <laughs> yeah. for scientific purposes. Oh, of, of course. course. Just purely yeah. for research. Of and, course. And then the, uh, the Amor remote-controlled bullet. This looks pretty fancy. It's pretty fun too. Yeah, you just turn on e- turn on each piece. So that little heart remote, push that little shiny heart in the middle, hold that down, and you'll you'll see it Ooh, yeah. light up. There yeah. you go. And, yeah. and then on the on the little bullet, which is a favorite classic of many women because it's simple and it's just a little bullet vibe. You can use it anywhere on your body. Hit the button on there. Ah, yeah. Ooh, I like and that. Now, <laughs> and now now use now click the uh, remote, and yeah. you can just. Go go up and down and through the escalations and vibrations and find your pleasure. Yeah. All right, so th- this is the one you use one on one. This is not the far away across the world remote one, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. This is not app controlled, but it does have a remote control that makes. Yeah, it there you go. The, the Wii vibe that Bax has. That's the one that that has the the worldwide thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the Wii vibe melt. The Weavide Chorus, actually, and course, yeah. the Weavide Moxie that we didn't talk about. That's the uh, the vibrating panty. Which one. I, I am holding in my hand no, right now. I'm come on, the Steve, you're actually right wearing it. And and the vibrating piece, and that goes into a little slot inside the panty. Oh, there you go. And then uh, you got the little remote control to go with it. You know what else that's cool with this design is if your panty doesn't have a pouch. That little circle piece that's on it is a magnetic holder. Ooh. No kidding. So you put this inside. You put this inside any panty, just inside, and then you take that little magnetic piece and put it on the other side of the material of your panty, and it holds it right in place. What ah, will you horny sex experts think of next? <laughs> Honest to God. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, again, the, the, the name of the website is ticklekitty.com, uh, Dr. Sadie Allison. It's always great to talk to you. The worst part about these conversations is that Steve and I have to go upstairs through the office with all these sex toys yeah. under our arms and try not to and try to be indiscreet try to be discreet about going through the office without uh, getting a lot of rubbernecking and you know, a lot of questions. Now, you also have uh, the, you need the lube to go with this stuff. So you got this uh, golovecbd.com. Uh, what's so special about this that separates this from other lubrications that uh, might be out there? I'm glad you asked. For, first off, Go, Go Love is a product that I actually made. I worked with a formulation scientist for a few years because when CBD came out and we learned about all the great benefits of uh, reducing um, discomfort and pain and anxiety, and it's a relaxer and it has all these benefits. I was like, wow, they, we should have a product that's used during lovemaking that actually helps increase sensation and heighten pleasure with the CBD. So I created Go Love CBD Intimate Serum. It's water-based, so it's safe with all sex toys, safe for the body, and actually provides extra sensation and comfort for women. So people are having much better sex lives when they're actually adding some lubricant, and then the CBD adds that extra heightened sensation. Very cool. Excellent. Uh, Ticklekitty.com yep. is where you can find a lot of this stuff. Uh, C- GoLoveCBD.com. Uh, it's uh, Dr. Sadie Allison. Thanks so much for coming on with us this morning, and uh, we always uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on every year. Oh, thank you so much. I love talking to you guys. Right. And uh, happy Valentine's Day. It's right around the corner. And everyone feel free to follow me at, uh, on Instagram at Dr. Sadie Allison. Very you good. Dr. Sadie with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. Give us 11 minutes. We'll get you ready. Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com, his local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. Firefighters from East Longmeadow, Springfield, and Hamden worked through the overnight hours Sunday into Monday to put out a house fire on East Street in Longmeadow. I'm sorry, at a house in East Longmeadow. It's on Franconia Drive. I don't know where I got East Street from. I, think I have no idea. Jumping ahead. 126 Franconia Circle around 11 p.m., the 22 News crew saw severe damage to the house. It was crazy! There was a piece of plywood that was just flapping in the breeze. Mm. Nuts. (laughs) No word on uh, immediate, no immediate word on injuries or what caused the fire. But again, you know, cold temperatures being out there using a fire hose. Not uh, not the ideal situation to be in. Well, there's no such thing as the an ideal fire. They're all bad. Every fire is bad. Nobody wants a fire. They're all bad, and you're fighting the fire. You know, in temperatures like this, oof. Yeah, you just reminded me of Phil Hartman uh, playing Frankenstein. Fire bad. Fire bad. Ah. Uh, three inmates who escaped from the Sullivan County Jail in Tennessee Friday were thought to be on a run in a pickup truck, the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office said Sunday. Uh, the three men were believed to have climbed into an overhead air vent through the jail's HVAC system. Afterward, they disappeared into Sullivan County, Tennessee. The office uh, stated in a tweet that the escaped inmates may now be in Pulaski, Virginia. Well, that's pretty good uh, ground coverage. No kidding. Hey, you leave on a Friday. Uh, you're in Virginia from Tennessee. Uh, you're in Virginia by Sunday. <laughs> that's pretty good travel time. No kidding. Officers are searching for a white 2001 short bed Chevrolet Silverado with a Tennessee registration. Uh, officials did not specify a suspected direction of travel. Well, wouldn't you be going north? 
<laughs> you know that they're in Virginia. Our primary focus uh, continues to be the apprehension of the escaped inmates. A release from the Sheriff's Office states, reward money is still being offered by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the United States Marshal Service for information leading to the location and apprehension of escaped inmates. A combined reward of $22,500 has been offered for information mm. leading to the capture of the men. The three were added to the TBI's most wanted list on Friday. TBI? Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Oh, I see. Not the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Gotcha. I'm always, uh, what? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I said I'm always fascinated by prison escapes. Do you ever no. see that, uh, that, uh, that, that series, Escape at Denimora? No, I want to see that. Dude, it's really good. I love that one, too. That was like one of these, like, long time, yeah, you know, we're it drumming was, this up. It doesn't, it wasn't just like, like a, on a whim thing. Uh, Patricia Arquette was in it, yeah. uh, Paul Dano and Benicio Del Toro. She's, she's having intimate relations with uh she she is a, a woman who uh, runs the uh, the laundry yeah. service right in the in the prison she's I, she's I got it. preferred Rosanna Arquette there's nothing wrong with Patricia she uh, she does what she's got to oh, do for this Patricia role Patricia Arquette but I I'd, I'd rather prefer I prefer her over the real lady Oh yeah but yeah. I mean once you once you see her in that role you say oh yeah. no she's she did a terrific job but uh so she's uh you know she's having relations with i believe both of these guys and helps them escape it's a very elaborate uh kind of escape yeah hell of a story and absolutely uh, absolutely true and believe it or not she was arrested for aiding and abetting uh known felons hmm. really? go figure how about that but i like that series that was a good one um yeah what was on do you remember uh showtime yeah, but it's probably available elsewhere now all right. I'll have to check in. Yeah. Take a look at it. It's good. A uh, judge is scheduled to consider former Chicago area police sergeant Drew Peterson's motion to vacate his 2012 conviction and the murder of his third wife. Officials have said Peterson will not attend the hearing today, and it is not well, it is not known if Will County Judge Ed Bermula will uh, make an immediate decision on the motion. Peterson was convicted of first-degree murder in the 2004 killing of Catherine Savio and sentenced to 38 years in prison. He has since filed multiple appeals that have been rejected. He filed his last, latest motion last fall, and uh, Bermilla determined that the former Boilingbrook uh, police officer had presented a gist of constitutional claim. Hmm. This guy uh, really trying, huh? He's trying, but... He's not, he ain't going to get nowhere with I that. Don't, I don't think he's getting anywhere. Rejected, you know? That's like uh, like Morgan Freeman. All the times he went for the parole board, rejected, and then they finally accepted him at the end. That's when he gets out. Another good movie. The Shawshank Redemption? That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Spotify CEO says that while he condemned podcaster Joe Rogan's use of racial slurs, he does not believe that cutting ties with the popular personality is the answer, mainly because it involves $100 million. Dan <laughs> Dan Actually... Only because it involves yeah. $100 million. Daniel Eck wrote in the letter to employees Sunday that canceling voices is a slippery slope. Eck also says that the host behind their removal of dozens of episodes of the Joe Rogan experience, his message comes a day after Rogan apologized for using the N-word previously on his podcast. Spotify reportedly paid $100 million to license Rogan's podcast, but has faced intense criticism for hosting his show, which has also been criticized for promoting COVID-19 vaccine skepticism. Well, you know, I have to say uh, this about Joe Rogan. You know, whether you like him or not is not really the issue. To me, the issue is if, if that's the only source you're going to for information. 
yeah. you're probably doing yourself a disservice. I wouldn't necessarily rely just on the Joe Rogan experience to learn about, say, vaccinations or no. other forms of politics or science. It's just I, I wouldn't put all my eggs in the Joe Rogan basket. Diversify your sources. But I'm sure there are many people that do. I would think most people with a rational mind would. Right. But, you know, he's he's got a right to say whatever he wants. He's got 100 million reasons to say whatever the hell he wants on his podcast. Yeah, I wish I had that problem. I would like, if you gave me $100 million, I'd yeah. be happy to shut up for the rest of my life. Yeah. I would, I would, I I would, would adopt a vow you, of silence. I would do whatever you want me to do for $100 million. Really? Yeah. Hey, after $250 backs, it's just flesh. I, I wouldn't even think in that way. Well, I was. I know you were, but I wasn't. A uh, Florida sheriff's office says a man stole a car but abandoned it seconds before it was struck by a train. The car was sent flying into a nearby home, but the sleeping residents were unharmed. The Martin County Sheriff's Office said the man had claimed he took the car in a good faith effort to search for his own vehicle after leaving a bar early Saturday. <laughs> After the crash, the man tried to steal a forklift from a nearby fruit stand, which he also vandalized. He was arrested after flagging down responding deputies to, quote, let them know he was still looking for his car. Gave a good effort, though. Yeah. You got you to gotta give him that. Is this? Uh, did you put this car on the railroad tracks? Yeah, yeah, you don't understand. I was leaving this place. I couldn't find my car. I found these keys. I got in the car. I drove around, and then I realized... This GPS is taking me down a lane that's actually about a railroad track. So I realized this is probably the most dangerous place I could be right now. I should probably get out. And sure as crap, as soon as I got out of the vehicle, a train came and smashed the car. But here's the real problem. I still haven't found my vehicle yet. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, why is this going on? I give him credit for at least trying his yeah. best. I, uh, Isn't that enough? I've been really, uh, really inspired by the uh, the subreddit on Reddit. Took too much. It's a good one. It's sad too, you know, because you you're like watching people, and it's like somebody is filming you at probably your worst moment that you will ever have, whether right. you're soiling your pants or you're lying in a gutter full of rainwater, oh, trying yeah. to get up but you can't because you're stumbling because you're too drunk. It's definitely showing people at a certain yeah. vulnerability that they wouldn't normally be at if they were sober. It's true. But yet, how many times have you been on that subreddit yeah. and you kind of shake your head and say, dude, I have been there with you. I find all I have done that too. I know. And I find all the, uh, I f yeah, I, I relate to those people. <laughs> yes, Sad I remember. Sadly, it's it's those instances when you yeah. say, hmm. Maybe I maybe I should think about changing the way I do my business. The one thing, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, that how lucky we are that we didn't have all this technology back in the day when we were doing all this crazy crap. You oh, know, hey, listen. Do you know, like, there, I mean, there, I have some pictures of myself of me, like, passed out at my 30th birthday party with a dog <laughs> eating chicken wing sauce off of my lap. But the right. funny part about it, but, that, what would that have been, like uh, 13 years 13 ago? 13 years ago, and luckily, like, social media really hadn't been, you know, it wasn't a, a, a thing that everybody was sharing these photos. You know I, am, I, mean? I am almost certain that if the internet or cell phones had been around 
yeah. uh, in the 80s. Oh, I would have been canceled years ago. I would have been canceled, and I would have memed out. I would have been recanceled six times over. Yeah, I would have. I would have been a meme. Yeah, I would have been. There were. I can think of certain instances where uh, I was found uh, in a certain. Uh, drunken position, fetal perhaps, yeah. uh, covered in all kinds of things, and uh, that's the kind of stuff that would have gotten out there, making me virtually unemployable. Well, that's... even now at the age of uh, nearly 56, virtually unemployable. And see, you've fooled everybody for the I... last 40 years. Ain't man. that the truth? <clears throat> Let her rip, Steve. I'm Let her out. Stuck in my throat. The uh, mother of a Tennessee middle schooler says a class on the Bible as literature included Christian proselytizing and comments offensive to Jews and other non-Christians. The Chattanooga Times Free Press reports Juniper Russo posted to Facebook that the teacher wrote an English translation of the Hebrew name for God on the whiteboard and told students, if you want to know how to torture a Jew, make them say this out loud. Oh, my Jesus. God. It was the last straw for Russo, who withdrew her eighth grader from this class, Russo says the teacher also taught the Bible's uh, creation story as factual, among other things. Hamilton County Schools has issued a statement saying they are investigating the complaint. You see all these, like, uh, the book burnings and all this stuff? Like, oh, yeah. What the hell is this? What What are we living through? This, uh, we're back in the 50s again where we're burning books and this filth. That my children to read. Well, you know, it's funny how you know history has a tendency to repeat itself. Yeah. Yeah, that we're offended by certain things that are very important to other people. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, at what point do you say, yeah. hey, wait a minute, you know, you may be offended by this, but I have every right to have a Bible. I have every right to read yeah. it and believe my own, uh, you, you know, my own faith. Another video I saw on uh, Reddit uh, last night was uh, a guy going to one of the book burnings. Now, there are like, there are things that uh, I would probably do to troll somebody. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but there are certain things that I, like, there is a line that I won't cross. <laughs> One of them is, you know, uh, you know, desecrating any kind of religious emblem or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, right, sure. Listen, I, I make fun of, you know, growing up Catholic, you make fun of the church because, listen, the they deserve to be made fun of for that the, the scandal thing, sure. you know, uh, the way they handle that stuff. But I don't I don't crap on anybody's you know religious belief. This guy decides, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna really stick it to these uh, protesters here with the big bonfire and they're burning all these books, right? So he drives up, gets out of the car. He's got a buddy with him, following him with the video camera. And he takes out a holy Bible and he throws it in the fire and he says, Hail Satan. And, of course, all these people, like, chase him out of the parking lot on the uh, thing. I would have had made up. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have actually taken a Bible and done that. Right. I would have taken something and you can do anything with computers nowadays where you can make a jacket for something to make it look like the holy Bible. Sure. And, you know, you're throwing away a cookbook or something. You know, you better sure. homes and gardens or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You throw that in there go, yeah, see, just threw the Bible in there. Then watch them get all uh, freaked out and then say, ha, just kidding. It was just a better homes and gardens cookbook. See, I would have, uh, this is what I would have done. Yeah. I would have not done any of that and just 
gone about my business. Uh, like I wouldn't have thrown a book, pretended it's a Bible, even for a half a second. Because that's just that's just me. You know, I'm just a you know I'm a live and let live type of guy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Well, again, wouldn't it be cool to troll somebody by doing something like that? I'm all for trolling, but I'm just not. I try to troll in a very uh, sublime way. But the, again, there's things that I probably would. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like there was a thing back in uh, over the holiday season. Uh, if you want to. You know, a lot of people uh, believe the uh, you know the elf in the shelf, and the elf is watching the kid uh, every day, and right. the elf moves. Well, uh, a different uh, approach uh, you could do that instead of believing in the elf around your house, you could have uh, you could just wrap presents under your tree, and when the kids start acting up, you take one of the presents and you throw it in the fireplace, but the box is empty, but the kids don't know that, and you're watching yeah, the. What, what, watching the present go up in flames. Yeah, what what kid wouldn't be uh, set with a lifetime hey, of of, uh, of post traumatic stress like that? You know, you got to toughen these kids up nowadays. There's you don't have to toughen them yeah, up like they that. Do. There are too many of these. Back in my day, we'd take them out back to the woodshed and we'd paddle them over the ass with a with a giant yeah. stick. You know, I mean, what what kind of what kind of childhood are you having when there's no trauma? Yeah, that's true. There's no trauma. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta introduce your kids to trauma. How, uh, they, how are they supposed to live normal adult lives, riddled in fear and anxiety and and uh, and anguish? Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do that. I have no idea. <laughs> that's Listen, how I, I've gotten through my adult years. I I see it as I'm employing a therapist in the future. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's, I'm guaranteeing yeah, a job it, it, it's, for a mental health you're, professional. You're not a doctor. You sit there and listen to this kid go, you know what my dad did every time we acted up? He would throw boxes of presents in the fire, and we only found out later that they were fake. Yes, the entire mental health industry thanks you, Steve Nagel. Well, you never know. <laughs> See, my kids would probably be like, hey, we can burn those? <laughs> like, you know, you put those in a fire. Right. <laughs> They're at that age where, you know, they're kind of curious yeah, about Yeah, until they start throwing real presents away in the fire. Yeah, that's what you don't want. You don't want to, you know, you know some, some, something like a cell phone with a battery in it. You don't want that exploding <laughs> in your wood stove. Right. Right? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, the Super Bowl prop bets. Have you have you done any of these yet? No, nah, I'm not a, a gamble very much. Uh, online sports books are always offering random Super Bowl prop bets on all the nonsense that surrounds the game. Several sites already have their lines uh, up, and here are the ten highlights. You ready? I'm ready. What color will the liquid be that is poured on the game-winning coach? Red is the favorite with uh, one and a half to one, putting the chances roughly at 40%. Yellow and clear are tied for second. Orange uh, is third, blue, purple. I'm going to say orange. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to say yellow. All right. Don't they drink the Gatorade? Yeah, but you know, there's multiple flavors of Gatorade. Are they actually drinking sports drinks on the field, or is that all water? See, that would have been a good question for Scott Zolak. Uh, I don't know uh, what they're actually yeah. drinking. It, it uh, appears as though it is a sports drink like yeah. Gatorade. Uh, will a kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? Naturally, no is more likely at 83%. That said, it seems like more balls hit the uprights this year than in any previous season. Easy for you to say. Ugh. How many times will the chains be brought out for measurement? Uh, one, 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 one to five. 
chance. All right. One to wait. How many times? The over under. Yeah. Oh, the over under is one. One, one to, to five. five. Yeah. You know, you're probably not get much more than five. Gotcha. Uh, this is really dark, but this is the NFL. Will a player leave the game and not return due to concussion symptoms? No is more likely at 60%. I wouldn't be saying that rooting for someone to get a concussion is a good idea. <laughs> there used to be. Yeah. There was a story a long time ago. Uh, I think it was like a like a bar in Minnesota. And they would have these prop bets per game. But if somebody on the opposite team got injured... Uh, yeah, everybody, you know, put numbers and you know, put, you know, drew squares. Yeah. So if somebody got injured, you know, whoever it was, whoever the player was, won the money. The money doubled if that player was taken off in a stretcher. Yeah, see, so that's, that's pretty been good. Going on now for a long time. That's a good bet. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah, damn right it has. For his prop bet. Uh, this is the uh, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage during the halftime show? Uh. Yeah, I, he, Coombs just said that uh, most people believe that he will not. Who's Coombs? Dave Coombs. Oh, that guy. Dave uh, Coombs from Laser 99.3. He said that they will be not. They will not be. He will not smoke. He'll uh, smoke before. Oh, yeah. Or after. He probably would go over and take a toke uh, in the middle of it, too. I could see him doing Sure. Yeah. Maybe, but the answer is probably no. Uh, who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? The teammates, uh, his teammates is the odds on favor of 40%. Now, if it was Tom Brady, he'd be like, hey, remember all those pe- Remember that place you were in uh, four years ago, three years ago? Yeah, the, 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 not not Tampa, where, but that last place that you where, won a Super Bowl. Where have I seen you before? That's and from, he's like, I, 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 don't, I, don't I don't know. know. Did you, uh, maybe I look like a guy down at the Kroger. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see me? Did you see me at uh, at TGI Fridays last week? <laughs> oh, that was you ordering the cheeseburger egg rolls. I get you. And uh, will Eminem be censored at any point during the halftime show? Yeah, probably. I'm sure he will. But that—that's they do that like during uh, music performances too, like at the Grammys. Right. Like they did with Alanis Morissette when I remember her coming out, and uh, I'm like, oh, how are they gonna fix this one when she was singing? Um, uh, you ought to know. You ought to know. Right. And uh, she gets the F word. They they blocked it out. They knew she was going to do well, it. Well, because, you know, they now it, it's it's run with a delay. So let's say, for example, uh, you know, there's another wardrobe malfunction and, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Dre's top comes off. Yeah. I mean, you can't put that on television. Oh. Or maybe you can. I don't know. These We live in different times. It would be, well, if you can put Tommy Lee on Hulu talking to his own penis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's never going to get the numbers of the yeah. Super Bowl. Your uh, Pioneer Valley, you don't know that. You know, for Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be a mix of rain and snow. Going to be a winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, could see some uh, icy conditions later on this evening. And a high of 38. It's uh, 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Ooh, that's one sweet sound. You used to... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 856. And Bob Seeger on Rock 102. Winter weather advisory is going to be in effect uh, this afternoon until tomorrow morning. Uh, rain and snow for a mix. Could see... Uh, 
a glaze, a light glaze, which mm. means ice this evening. I like something that's lightly glazed. And uh, a high of 38 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 44. It's 23 in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you miss any part of uh, today's show, check out the uh, the daily podcast at rock102.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, Tim Finn from the uh, the band Split Ends from New Zealand. They uh, He's got a brand new album out. Uh, with a band called The Forensics. came out last Friday. It is wicked good. It features uh, Eddie Rayner, who also used to play with Split Ends and Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music. Definitely worth checking out. Make sure you uh, listen to that on rock102.com. You know, yesterday I had to, had a hankering for a sweet treat. Okay. Sunday morning, you wake up, you make coffee. Mm-hmm. You're like, I got nothing sweet here. So I, uh, I took a trip, a well-worth-it trip, to, to Donut Dip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something, man. I have, uh, I'm a, I'm a very large man. I've eaten many sweets in my life. I've eaten many different pastries, delicacies, you name it. I've been all, I've been around most of the country. Oh, I know. Not really though, but uh, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly. For all the things that I've put in my mouth, those are the best goddamn donuts I have ever had in my life. I don't know. I, and I don't care. Like they, they tried to get me to try these duck donuts down in uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. Not not anywhere near. Yeah. Now, Donut, donut Dip is an exceptional product. I, uh, yeah. I'm i with you on that. Yeah. I also like Mrs. Murphy's. But Mrs. Murphy's isn't even open right now. Is it closed? I believe it is. I Ooh, believe I it hasn't been open for a while. So we were uh, we had a funeral to go to on Saturday, right? Yeah. And we were driving. So the the uh, the funeral procession was going from East Long Meadow to Chicopee at Saint Stan's. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, cemetery. And oh, as yeah. we as we're going uh, through, we see uh, that the coffee cup is open Ooh. in Chicopee. Yeah. And I'm That's thinking, hey. We got like some time to kill between the burial and the 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 after uh, and the reception, right? So we both said, "Hey, why don't we on our way back? Why don't we stop at the coffee cup?" Yeah, I gotta tell you, whoo yeah. man, had myself a Boston cream, yeah. and that was mighty what? good. So that was the thing. Uh, you know, my kids are in the car, right? Yeah. Now we were gonna eat these donuts when we got home. Yeah. Right. They don't let now. They no, get there was in the no car. way. There was no way with the smell, and the Boston creams mm-hmm. were still warm. Oh, like they had, no. like they had just finished cooling enough that they could have frosting put on the top of them. You know what's also amazing uh, is that if you go beyond the donuts at yeah. that place, some of the other bakery, astounding. We really, I do totally uh, worth it. Hey, we're running out of time. It's uh, eight fifty nine at Rock One Hundred Two. How cold is it out there? When will it switch to freezing rain?